Welcome to Flick Pals, your, uh, I don't know, occasional podcast where a bunch of fucking uninformed idiots talk about movies. And this week we're talking about Alien Covenant. Uh, my name is Doug. With me, like last week when we did a Prometheus, is Rico. How you doing, Rico? Oh, I am wonderful. Oh, great. Uh, you, uh... <laughs> Jesus, I don't even know what to say. I'm terrible at this. Let's just introduce everybody. Uh, and returning uh, guest stars from our sister podcast, Ashamed of Thrones, we have Snacks and uh, Jeff uh, Van Driesen. Snacks, how are you doing? <laughs> I, like, I like how I get a last name. That's, that's an honor. Well, you know, you're, you're cross-promoting another podcast, and we'll drag, get to your... Just drag through the mud. Let's make it super terrible. Uh, so only Jeff gets smeared. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff is the only idiot to put his real name. I'll use my real name. <laughs> I'm the only one that has anything to lose for this, I suppose. Yeah, they're going to pull this up later. All right, uh, Snacks, first, you go. Um, uh, what was I going to ask you? Um... How are you doing, I guess? I'm <laughs> doing great, man. And, uh, I'm, four, I'm four beers in. I'm feeling a couple feeling beers. Yeah, good. I'm a couple beers in. I thought um, you're, you're not huffing, so that's good. Um, I heard you didn't see this movie. Is that correct? <laughs> I, did not, I did not see this movie. Great. So I'm going to really look forward to your input. <laughs> yeah. have, you seen, have you seen Prometheus Snacks? Oh, yeah. yeah we, we, went to, we went to, Yeah, we all went to yeah, we went to oh, the bucket right. us at Jordan's. Jordan's. I'm so amazed that, sure. I try to block that memory out. Like, I'm so amazed that you guys kind of like that movie now, and I still think it's a trash. When was the last I time you watched it. it? Uh, this week, after oh, okay. I heard about this shit happening. It's trash. It's, it's trash. Garbage. I mean, it's yeah, it looked pretty, right? It looked pretty. All yeah. Ridley Scott movies look pretty. I didn't yeah. think this one looked that pretty. I like the space stuff, but let's not get into <laughs> it yet. All right, and then we have uh, Jeff Andreessen, the only uh, authentic person on the show. Uh, how are you doing I'm today, I'm a real Jeff? boy. Yeah. I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, oh, those fuck boys. <laughs> and you did see the movie, right, Jeff? I did, yes. Excellent. All right, so, uh, you know, me and Rico did our, like, we love the Alien franchise. We both saw Aliens way too young. Uh, and it scared the shit out of us. In the theater. Yeah. In when the it theater. was released, which is impressive. Is that And that's the first one you like uh, in this trilogy or whatever yes. it is now. Aliens was the first one. And then you saw what? And then I saw Alien. Alien. And then I saw Alien 3 when it came out and all the other ones as they came out. Um, okay, gotcha. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, those kids that are like, oh, I saw Attack of the Clones and it's the best one <laughs> first. So I saw it the first and it's the best one. Um, do you, I'm sure yeah. that's out there, right? What, I mean, Aliens is the best one. <laughs> no, that like who, whatever one you see first is the best one. Like whatever uh, it, one gets yeah, you hooked. Sure. Yeah. There's there's a case to be made for that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'll just say it's you know Aliens is a fun movie at times. Like it's fun, it happens right? to be a stand up movie that we loved as kids, but then you watch it now and you go, oh yeah, great. It's, it's still yeah, great. Yeah. It still stands up. Yeah. All right, so let's ask uh, the individual alien backstory and whether you like the franchise at all. Snacks, uh, what do you, you see first? What do you like? Give me your well, alien. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if this is a bigger question type of thing, but, like, why is it so hard to make an alien sequel? I like, in know. my head, I don't feel like it's that hard. I agree. What, but, like, it's still, they, they, they'd rather do retreads and add to, like, this prequel, like, mythos rather than moving it forward in any kind of way i was thinking about this do you think it and i brought up star wars earlier but don't you think it's kind of like the star wars movies where like 
you know, George Lucas did all this crap, and it's like George Lucas doesn't understand what Star why Star Wars was fun anymore. He did the prequels, I, and you're like, why? It's not hard to make a good Star Wars movie. Any, you know, and now we're getting the good Star Wars movies now. So I think there's still hope, but I agree with you. I don't understand. Like, let's boil I mean, it. To, I think Ridley Scott is making the wrong prequel series. I think he, he wants to be making a Blade Runner prequel series because his his interest in the aliens is uh, questionable at best. Right. I think what he's really interested yeah. in is are the synthetics. Right. Like, especially right. David. Yep. Um, so I don't really understand. I think maybe he's doing it so he can kind of fuck around with his ideas concerning, you know... It, it's not about who, money, Jeff? Right. He's trying to make an art <laughs> film and then frame it around the... About the you know the quest for humanity and like where we came from, like answering asking those questions and just having the aliens show up so he can kind of sell it to a wider audience or something. I don't know. That's my impression, but it's weird. That makes a lot of sense. Um, but before we go too far down this rabbit hole, I do just want to yeah. get your backstories first, and then we'll. No, I, it's, it's definitely something I, I want to hear Stop about. Stop giving Steve, valuable input, Jeff. But no, no, it, it had to do with snacks. Got us off off case uh, off uh, track. Snacks, just tell us, did you like guns and space uh, space rape? I, 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 I think there's movies and money to be made in the Alien franchise. Not I'm that not asking not making your professional money. opinion, you piece of shit. Just tell me if you like it as a little, like a fan, as a uh, moviegoer. Like any of the I mean, any of the Alien movies. Tell me, like, do you remember I like, watching I like, Aliens and I Alien? Like three- I like three of them, but I don't want to keep going to see them just because aliens in the title. I'm not going to show up. Yeah, and I feel like that's that's how I feel now. Is I have to vote with my dollar, and I don't think I'm going to see another alien movie in the theater. Hey, there's no alien in the title of Prometheus, guys. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got you there. All right. So Snacks is being uh, uh, obstinate about how, if he liked any of the previous alien movies. He said he liked three of them. I guess that's enough. Let's move on, Jeff. Well, how, how do you feel about the Alien franchise? Any highlights? Do you remember seeing the first, like, which one was your favorite? All that crap. Yeah, I was just telling some friends about this the other day. My sister, had, in, when she was in high school, she had a boyfriend who, like, introduced me to a whole, a whole bunch of cool movies. Um, and my mom was pretty uptight growing up. She would never let me watch anything rated R. And But she loved this guy. And so he would be like, hey, I'm going to show uh, Jeff this, like, movie. Um and she's like, oh, is it violent? And he's like, no. And then she'd go to bed, <laughs> and then he'd be like, we're watching Aliens. It's real violence. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched like the director's cut of Aliens on home video when I was probably like nine or ten years old, and it scared the shit out of me. You watched but, the director's and, cut first? I think so, wow. yeah. Or at least, was it, it Laserdisc? I don't know. I thought the one with like the machine like guns in the hallway? VHS. Yeah, the or. Because CBS, I think it was CBS. I had a home recording where it showed some yeah, of the, the yeah, I extended. Yeah, they no, like the, and then know. when I bought the movie, no Sentry guns, none of that shit, and I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I could be wrong about that. To be completely honest, I thought that's what it was, but maybe maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, how far how far into the movie did he put it, the moves on you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was right when the alien queen showed up. And I was thinking, <laughs> oh, he waited. What a gentleman. Yeah. When well, he figured, like, get to the money like, shot before yeah, he really tries to make a move, you know. The money shot! <laughs> make sure I'm nice and excited. Uh, um, now, I... Yeah, this is already... Bishop stuff. got torn up. Mmm, got milk, buddy? <laughs> there, so that was weird. But anyway, Alien 3 was about to come out, and, and I was excited about that, even though I hadn't seen any of these movies. And so that but was... you the were, first. like, 14 or 15, because that was 93. 
Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Probably by the direction it was out. Regardless, yeah. I mean, uh, were you like me and you like were disappointed in Alien 3 and as time went by, you appreciated it as a... I kind of sure. feel the same way about Prometheus as I do for Alien 3. Like, I felt like it was a good standalone drama, but I, it didn't, like, I don't know. It was I, disappointing I liked, and bleak. I liked, and, I liked Alien 3 at the time it came out. Um, I, I, I just did. Then I watched it again and, and didn't like it as much. But but now but now I like it a lot more. I've watched it since then, and I, it's kind of risen again in esteem for me. There's some stuff I don't like about it. There's some issues I have in it. The original idea about Alien Three, I think, is amazing. Like the, the wooden planet the and monks? the monks, the wooden planet with the monks, like all that crap, I think, is like incredible. And I wish they they'd done that. Yeah, um, but why didn't they do that, Snacks? What's the question again? Why didn't they do the big wooden planet? You know, I think it all comes down to money, yes. but I still yeah. feel like, but I still feel like they did an ex- like I feel like Alien. Money. When you think about when you're rewatching it, when you're like, oh man, okay, like I'll watch Aliens. That's the one we all started with, right? And you're like, this is fucking great. You know, it's all machine guns and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like, so they, Dave Fincher looks at it and he's like, let's strip it down to the bare bones, fucking core of what makes these movies, and that's great. Yeah, but and I feel it, like it was very I, adult I feel like, theme too. It was it was more of like a grown up movie about you know, uh, I don't know. It felt it also, everything sucks. Yeah, and everything sucks. Itself. Basically, there's yeah, no that's, there, that's, the best you can hope theme. for is to do something with very, your own demise because you're gonna die alone. And again, it also sticks with the sex and violence theme where she's the only woman on a planet right. full of like a prison colony. men and all the rest of that, and it like kind of fits with all the. Did you say penal the, colony? I did, <laughs> but it, but it kind of fits with all the themes of sex and violence they have set up in all these movies. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, I think it has the best cast. I think of oh yeah, man, yeah. Rock fucking bulls in that movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. you like Rock so much in that fight. Fo- What's his real name? Charles S. Dutton. Charles S. Dutton. Wow. Dutton yeah, and Charles Dance is and in too. Charles Dance. Yeah, um, Tywin Lannister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got some good people in it. All right. Anyway, so uh, I'm a fan. Is what good. Yeah. It was a bummer, but it's a good movie. That's I'll I'll agree. Hey guys, yeah. just interrupt for a second. I gotta go run out real quick. Uh, I'll just pop back in. I don't know back. how we're gonna court time. <laughs> it is. I, I don't it know how we're gonna get along without down. your movie input. I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> it's be I thought tough he was to edit around that. I'll, I'll just be back. Thanks, guys. I'll all mute right, myself. So this is a good point now that Snacks is away to talk about our initial impressions. Just kind of keep it short. We're obviously going to shit talk the details. That's what the majority of this podcast is going to be about. But uh, let's go around and let's start with uh, Rico because you had a mostly positive review. So let's hear your overall impressions, you know, just put it into context, you know, basically short paragraph. Well, here's the thing. So I was very hyped up. I think like maybe more of us were with Prometheus when that was about to come out. And oh goodness, you know, Ridley Scott's going to jump back into this franchise. Who knows? Looks like there was a lot of promising shit. Ended up crapping its pants for the, you know, for the most part. And so this movie, I see the trailers. I go, okay, it looks like uh, it's merging Prometheus and Alien and Aliens together Ishy wishy reboot, and when it had the uh, when it released the footage of oh Shaw and David, you know, going to the engineer or one of the engineers' planets, and yeah, we'll talk about that. Yep, 
dropping all the shit on them. So it gave me enough to go, <clears throat> okay, I'm, I, I know not to expect much of anything from this movie. So if it gives me anything, I'll be happy. So going into it with that, I went, eh, okay, whatever. It's fine. You know, it moved. I felt like it moved at least. Mm-hmm. It never, it never drew a drug along for me. Uh, I like the David shit where David is playing God and being a real douche. Right. I enjoyed that. And beyond that, I went, yeah, it's kind of a campy send up a little bit to the for- formula. And so for me, I went, okay, whatever, I'll enjoy it. And, you know, do I love it? No. Do I hate it? Not really. So your, right. your review of Prometheus was 40% pro-Metheus, yeah. as you're fond of saying, and 60% anti. <laughs> as you insist on saying, yes, exactly. So what is your breakdown if you were going <laughs> to give it the same like percentages for this movie? I mean, f- <laughs> frankly, the plot was simpler. They didn't mm-hmm. go into shit and, and fuck it up as much. So I would be more inclined to be like 50-60% like. I'm going to go 60% like on you, so I'm just going to make up your mind. Um, yeah. Because you're going to be the lone... Give me 60. You're going to be the lone, yeah. like, uh, <laughs> The pro. lone meh. Yeah. All right. I'm the one that went meh. You're the one that went meh, like, just higher Whatever. than meh. So that's good. You're yeah. going to defend that. All right, uh, Jeff, let's let's hear your thoughts. Well, when it originally was over, I said to myself, well, I think I like it better than Prometheus because... Mm-hmm. Honestly, I thought that the characters were just a little less stupid, and that was the big thing for me. In fact, some of them were actually like the I, I forget her name because um, Daniels, right? Yes, that's her name. That's her. Ripley so, two, yeah, yeah, Ridley Ridley two point but but not at all. Um, like I, the, I thought she made some really good points when I, I liked that, despite the fact that James Franco, you know, had just become like a hot dog and like one of those cryo <laughs> things. Jesus. Um, I really that. lit up the screen as yeah. someone said. Yeah. What? Why was he cast? But anyway, we'll get to that later. I, I like that. Despite that, despite crazy Billy crud up Christian dude being like, we're just going to go to this planet. She's the one that says, hey, that's really dumb. Like, let's not do that. Right. Because right. um, that's that's somebody kind of not being a complete idiot, which I feel like Prometheus doesn't really have at all. Right. Plus, um, I feel I don't want to I want to interrupt your thoughts, but I feel like they weren't scientists with a mission to discover and study. They were just like kind of just colonists that they weren't quite truckers in space, but I feel like it was a little more excusable. I'm sorry to interrupt. Keep yeah. going. No, it's that's that's fair. Um, although I feel like some of them have to have some kind of science background. Yeah, you to do think. some of the terraforming that they're doing. But yep. anyway, I, you're, you raise a good point. Um, so I, when I first walked out, I was like, well, you know, it was better than Prometheus. But after thinking about it for a couple of days, I kind of got pissed off because I think <laughs> it's I think it's really just a like, retreat of Prometheus. And I honestly think the two of them could be combined into one better movie um, and kind of re- regain the elements of both. Because I, 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 here's the thing. This is what I said when I walked out. Why does this movie exist? Yep. I don't understand. I don't understand why either of these movies exist, to be completely honest with you. And the more, the more it connects to the Alien franchise, the, the less, less I like yes. it. Yes. Okay. Because I, the less I think interesting it makes it less is. sense. I right. think it, I think it does the whole franchise a disservice to be completely honest. Absolutely, like, I agree. All right, so let's let's take that. I'm gonna I'm gonna give my synopsis. I feel uh, very similar to you. When I first left it, I was like, yeah, I enjoyed that. That was a fun ride. And then as I thought about it, like even that later that night and this is the next day, 
I was like, yeah, first of all, let's start with this question. Ridley Scott says, you know, he saw the rest of the alien movies. He goes, you know, the interesting part is where did the space jockey come from? Where did the alien come from? That is not fucking interesting. Fuck you. That is a mystery. And the mystery is just that there is this fucking scary ass. And, and you think it's right. You think it's a, you know, an a, a organism that just via just evolution, maybe whatever shitty planet it comes from is so hard. It's like, you know, animals in the jungle are more fearsome than animals like, I don't know, in Missouri, let's say. So like it's the feral <laughs> the most feral creature in the entire galaxy right. and they happen to stumble upon it right and and upon a, sh- a derelict ship yeah that it wasn't even on that planet which there. is yeah it was the, no the one planet has they a clue. went to yeah. was deserted so it, it's not even like you're not yeah. it's not even from this planet it's from another planet and it's probably not even from that planet because it's you, you know what i mean it's so far removed right. so it's the a, beauty of alien is right. that mystery that mystery right. i don't give a fuck you know what i want to see more alien movies i want to see people fighting and trying to survive and whether it's worth surviving you know questioning maybe humanity's goodness uh or worthiness in relation to the the fucking xenomorph i don't really give a fuck where it came from and and how they're choosing to answer okay. it like with David oh. being the creator, if that's how that's it thing. plays out, that ruins it, uh, or, or uh, that that diminishes. I think completely the fear. Because uh, here's the thing: I think there is a, there. You can tell an interesting story. I think it's possible to tell an interesting story Absolutely. about that mystery and do something with it. But having the synthetics that were born from man be the father of the of the xenomorphs is just really. It's like fucking like Star Wars small universe shit. Yeah, it's it's too opinion. it's too neat. Too pl- clean and pretty, and that's not way the way the world works. I mean, I know this is stupid. fantasy. It, ro- it robs the whole thing of it of what you guys are talking about. It robs it of. I, I would go far. I would go farther than calling it mystery. I'd call it like just the horror of it, like yeah, the, the scariness of it. Um, right. I think yeah, it I makes think everything benign in a way. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Something boring. Something created. Something normal. The the first movie has a scene with Ian Holmes synthetic when he's like lying in pieces, um, talking about the the purity of the right. species, and that that moment's always kind of freaked me out and chilled me. First of all, because he's covered in milk and like in pieces on the floor or whatever. I think that's when he's saying it. I could be wrong. That is absolutely yeah. case, you're yes. right. You're yep. you're yeah. correct. Before they um, torch him. Yep. Yeah, and like this, like that sequence is for me scarier and actually like kind of everything that Ridley Scott's been trying to do with two whole movies. I feel like he's already told the story with that one sequence. Yeah, you're right. It's because it's philosophy. It's personal philosophy. Like this Android thinks he believes in like the perfect organism or the perfect being, whether that's human or otherwise. And he admires it. And that's terrifying. Like, cause there are, you know, you get into the whole eugenics thing. It touches on all that shit. You're absolutely right. Like, that delves further. Just that conversation alone covers most of, I think, what they're exploring in these prequel movies. It does for me, anyway. That's what it, that's what I kept thinking of after I watched it. So I don't know. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's let's get into the like the plot summary, and we'll just tack this uh, as it comes. I'm sure Snacks will um, appreciate this. He'll just catch on midway. I'm I'm sure. <laughs> uh, so yes. Uh, before we start, I just want to give. A synopsis or, or ask the question i know eric saw it but they released two uh prologues for this movie and by prologues i mean about 
10 to 12 minutes worth of footage with A-class celebrity really? stars in it. <laughs> High James dollar. James Franco like, yeah. and <laughs> Nooney Rapice. Uh, and uh, I feel like it, it's very similar to the discussion I had earlier in uh, Prometheus when we talked about that, how they hired uh, Guy Ritchie, right, <laughs> to play Waylon's. Guy Pierce. To play to Waylon Smithers, yeah. Yeah, Waylon Smithers. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hard guy Pierce to play Waylon Smithers, and he just looks yeah. crazy because they don't show him as a young person. And they filmed that yeah. for Prometheus. They just didn't include it. So you're like, why the fuck is he in there at all? Or why don't they have an old guy? Yeah. I felt the same why way don't? about fucking Noonie Rapice. They must have paid her a million dollars, a couple million dollars, to come back for Prometheus 2 slash Alien Covenant. And... She for a marketing ploy, yeah. For a marketing ploy. Oh, what, what she do? What she doing in the movie? Nothing. Nothing. She's not in the movie at not all. Steve. Did you see that? That's well, not completely at all. But yeah. well, her Next corpse, not, not really. You don't, she, her, you don't see her act at all. You no. see her like body at one point. Yeah, I and mean, it's not even her body. Oh, she, she, right. It's not. She, like she, uh, spoil, we don't know. We don't oh, know. Guys, spoiler alert! This is we will be talking about the movie <laughs> we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> that movie we were supposed to go watch. Yeah, yeah we all watched it. We're gonna talk about yeah. it. <laughs> so here's a question: Was this? Was I didn't I didn't see any of these these prequels or I mean like uh, prologues? Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, prologues. Yeah. Were they originally intended to be in the movie? Do you think? Uh, I I would assume so. They're uh, they're on such a high production value. Um, I but know he that did the, the same thing just, with Prometheus. Yeah. So I don't know. He frankly could have just done this right. for a marketing scheme. I don't even know. Frankly, but let's talk about them because okay, so uh, snacks and Jeff haven't seen this, so let's give a quick synopsis. That there were two of them, and I feel like they add to this movie. And then if they were included, or at least some parts of them, it would have helped. Well, out. some parts were. Well, yeah. So let's talk about the first one with James Franco. It's called The Last Supper. James Franco is sick. You know, he's all coughing, and we get this fleshed out scene of the crew. So there's a crew. Uh, so there's a colony ship. They're going out to colonize a faraway planet um, called Oregon Trail or something like that. <laughs> anyway, the the crew, be, all these people, like 2,000 people and some how many embryos are frozen. They're in for the long haul. And before the crew that flies the ship and I guess the essential people, uh, there's like 12 of them or 13 with James Franco. I guess it's too, so much Christian fucking iconography. It's disgusting. So whatever. whatever the crew amount is, that's Jesus plus the apostles. Uh, they're having like one last dinner before they get into the freezer and sleep for their trip uh, abroad. And anyway, they go into the discussion. You meet the couples. So it's all married couples. And you get this great dynamic between, you know, you learn who's married to who. You learn like whether they're a funny person or whatever. There's... There's a gay couple in it that just casually kisses, and you don't, and that's really not brought up at all in the movie. Um, Is that really, when you turned it off? Yeah, that's when I walked out of the theater. <laughs> I said, "Goddamn Obama!" Um, Wait, I didn't think I didn't know anybody was gay. That is interesting. Yeah, like the uh, security guard that yeah, you makes it towards the end, oh, okay. and the guy who gets face uh, bursted. Yeah, they're a couple. So everybody is couples, and, and oh, he's been face bursted already. Right. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, that's, that's really bad. Yeah, I know. Okay, Rico, hey, try to I, keep it to a minute. I am in support of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is good for them. 
<laughs> Whatever you do in your spaceship. What, you guys have a problem with being face bursted? Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I think uh, I, I think I want a different name now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> when you come into this and we're all named something different, you know you shouldn't be named your name. <laughs> so, yeah, the prologue basically sets up that um, they wanted all couples – uh, I guess to breed and populate the planet. Um, you know that's going to work for most of them, not all. But um, it's it's just it's the future. It's, you don't know. That's why yeah, there that's are true. embryos for yeah. the LGBT community. True. All right. So there's so yeah. So we get this I, fact that there's like a shitload of people and they're already asleep and the crew is about to go whatever night night and James Franco is there um, and so is um, Danny McBride playing uh tuscaloosa in this in this movie yeah and i feel like um <laughs> i feel like they're all part of like the same like little crew i think they were in that the end of the world movie whatever it is and i feel like they were just like oh you can be in this i was expecting seth rogan to show up or maybe uh you know one of their other pals i, I think that's the only reason why right. james franco was in this yeah. but anyway it just it wasn't very intriguing of a prologue. It just set up, I think, the fact or reiterated the fact that everybody in the crew was married. So when they lost somebody, it was a bigger deal. But isn't that why you cut it? You just said it was boring. Uh, I, that's why I said it should have included elements of it. Um, and I and the second prologue was basically what happens between the end of Prometheus with <clears throat> uh, Nooney Rapice, uh, which is Elizabeth Shaw, and David. So basically, they're just on the ship... And uh, Elizabeth repairs David, puts his head back on his body. Uh, you know they're flying the spaceship around. Yeah, that's a te- that's a terrible idea. Why would she do a that? Really bad move. Yeah, of course. Well. But and I, 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 they're laughing and they have these moments where he's wait, getting, wait, wait. What was the what was the rationale for putting them back together? Did she just start doing it? Uh, she just starts doing it in the prologue. You think it's because she's lonely, and I think she needs two people. At one t- one point in the prologue. There's two people operating the machinery of the alien juggernaut spacecraft that they left yeah, in. There's the a horses. feeling that she needs him. She needed him for something. And he, he seemed cool with her, so she went, okay, I'll help you. Right. And That's kind of the general. It's the murder, it's the murder lazy. robot, right? Yeah. Yes, and he right. murders, spoiler alert, he murders her. Uh, but we'll get there. Um, but, <laughs> but they were kind of acting like a couple, so I think they were the married couple going to this planet as well. I mean, that's not explicit, but that's the feeling I got. Anybody agree mm-hmm. with that? People mm-hmm. that saw the movie? Yeah, loosely, sure. Yeah, I think that, well, because... Well, he says he loves her at one right. point, so, like, I think, and if you're going to go with the theme of the movie, especially, like, given that she is sort of, in some ways, the original mother of the Xenomorphs, right. I guess that makes... A certain amount of sense, but so. I'm going to say oh, that. So there, that's say- it. So Jeff, what what would what's the theme? I mean, there's a bunch, right? There's it's a creation. Lot. I mean, there's, yeah. a, lot there's a bunch. And, and what does it mean to create? And a creation that exists should it exist? Yeah. Why shouldn't it? Blah blah blah. And I think there's there's competing philosophies against colonization versus extermination. Kind of. I mean, like it's from, true. You it's know. like, yeah, like maybe the people are the virus. Ugh. Yeah, right. right. Who deserves <laughs> to live? And it's, definitely, who it's definitely anti. The movie's definitely anti-human. I think yeah, it definitely is. It's definitely nihilistic. Oh, yeah. uh, the end of yeah. the at the end of the film puts a period on that, and we'll get there. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. So at, at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. All right. Let, yeah. Let's push on. Okay. So uh, basically, the prologue, that second prologue, I can't remember what it was called. Ends. It's basically they get along. Uh, Elizabeth Shaw goes in the cryo sleep because I guess there's nothing else to do. They they find what they think is the alien, uh, the engineer home planet, and I guess they're going there. He puts her to sleep, and with something like, "Do you think they'll be worse than us or better than us?" And he'll see. He, I don't know. Do you remember that? Uh, Rico, what was the line? Yeah, she's like, as long, yeah. Do you think they'll be better than us? And he says, as long as they're not worse than us. Something like that. Something along those lines. And that's the last thing we see until they arrive and he opens up the cargo hold and he commits genocide, which we see in the movie. <laughs> which is my, that's wonderful. That's so that is That wonderful. is wonderful, but we'll I talk about the impacts him. of of fucking over basically trying to erase what prometheus was all about we'll get there sure all right so all right so so that's the prologue so this movie starts with basically um david the android who is the star of this film and last film if you didn't figure it out being born and having his first like conversation with his creator peter Whelan, played like uh played by pierce brosnan or uh, <laughs> guy fieri what's his name but we're we're in the movie now. This is how the movie starts. Yes, this is the movie eating starts. Hot wings and it's Guy Fieri. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, and it's so stupid. Like the, the so he's like uh, uh, Peter Whelan's like, oh, so what's your name? He's like, what do you want to be called? And he looks over and there's a statue of Michelangelo's David, and he goes, David. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, already. I'm I was a genius. Like, yeah, that's dumb. Yeah. Uh, but basically, yeah, David. Yeah, they have this. They have this ridiculous conversation that basically is trying to uh, synthesize the whole movie down to like you know one conversation. Uh, you know, David uh, can you know appreciate art and he can create. And David asks, uh, you know, who you know, I yeah, he says I created you. And David's like, well, who created you? And he's like, I don't know. Hopefully, we'll find out together. And because we really need an answer to yeah, that. Well, so yeah, yeah, exactly. And then he goes on. He goes on and on about how he refuses to accept that it was a like, biological mistake, which for some yeah, reason we seems to be that seems Ridley to be Scott's obsession. That's, exactly. Like, Thank you, Jeff. That is Ridley Scott's deal. Is like you can't just accept it as being like a an evolutionary, uh, whatever, uh, accident. snowflake accident. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Unique thing. But also, very importantly, is Waylon is still. A giant dick today. Absolutely, yeah. And that's 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 carried through from Prometheus that humans are assholes to David, and well, David recognizes. Well, it. more so, he asks, "Well, like, you know, uh, if I, you know, if you created me, and uh, whatever, and you're gonna die, aren't I better than you?" And he's like, "Shut up and pour me tea." So basically, right. uh, that's kind of the theme too. Is like. These people create things, but they don't create things to be – they create them to be better than them, but they still want them to serve them. Or human beings are still expecting their creations to serve them. And that's kind of what we got a little bit with Prometheus with those murals. Like you had the engineers like subjugating another species and one of the murals. You had to pause it for that shit, but whatever. So Well, and you get it strongly when uh, – before David puts the black goo in Holloway, the douchey scientist right. bro, in his drink, he says, 
uh, yeah, it goes into that. And he goes, he's just what, are you, like, what are you going to say? Why did you, you make us? Yeah, you know, why, why did you make yeah. me? And he's like, oh, because we could, bro. And David's like, David's like, can you imagine okay, how disappointing it yeah, is to hear that? you, bro. Here, have a drink. Not, not to discredit these the, like thematic things they're trying to do. do. Do they belong in an alien movie at all? Exactly. This is the conversation we had while you were uh, <laughs> licking your dog's butt or whatever. Um, yeah, so yeah. we were we would think that like really Scott's fascinated with this, but the fan base is not fascinated with where the xenomorph came from, right? Well, this is yeah, this but, is no, more... but that's deeper. That's about the the, the themes of it. I mean, like if because eventually, spoiler alert, uh, what, what eventually happens is that David creates the xenomorph, essentially. Essentially, so, yeah, not completely, so, um, but yes, yeah. Um, which I I mean I don't know. I feel like it it goes. It it rewrites the franchise in a way that I think makes it really boring. Um, I, I don't know. Well, and Ridley Scott admits it in an interview I watched leading up to this podcast that he changed his mind after Prometheus. And he went, his- oh, uh, Prometheus, he had one idea. And right. then it got the reaction it got. And when he made this movie, he went... Mm, okay, we'll go this other direction. Yeah. So he completely pivoted and is going was the towards, pivot oh, to David. Embrace... That David oh. is the 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 father of the xenomorph, even though in Prometheus you go clearly that shit has been established way before. Yeah, because there's a mural of a xenomorph. With those murals, those the murals show that the engineers have been dabbling already, but then he he pivots. And he admits it in an interview. <laughs> okay, well that's tragic. <laughs> All right. But regardless, okay, so now I mean, he can't even keep the the prequels that he's making consistent between movies. This <laughs> right. is this is somebody I'm, I'm being sorry, I'm go, I'm, I mean, other people his age are like I don't know playing card games at an old folks' home. So you, you know what? I'm going to give him. Fuck I'll that. Cut him James Cameron's going to the bottom <laughs> of the goddamn ocean. Yeah, and then making 14 avatars. But he so. is making a Terminator he, movie. Did you hear about that? Is he making them? A Terminator? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. He'll sign, up for, he'll sign up for whatever if you give him a check. I think he's just counting on dying before he has to make anything. Whatever. I enjoy um, True Lies, so fuck you. <laughs> so so what, what should be in an Aliens movie? Like, what should the themes uh, of right, an Alien so, movie? Yeah, let's have this conversation. Pause on the plot summary. I think the only thing you need to make an Alien film is Aliens... And people struggling to survive against them. And and you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, titties would be nice. But I'm just saying, like, you can put that in different scenarios. So Snacks and I had a conversation when we were kids. We thought about, we saw the movie The Crow and we loved it and we hated the second one. But we thought, you can make The Crow happen in different time periods. We're like, what if The Crow brought back a knight, you know, in the Middle Ages? That'd be fucking awesome. A guy who can't die, just a zombie, you know, revenge movie. That'd be fucking great. So, but the but the crows the crows a real simple plot. I mean, um, I mean, like what part of what makes aliens so good is the the motherhood themes that not only like play to the survival and just the action of it, but also the larger thematic elements of aliens. All right, and so it, you, and essentially, if they're sex monsters, you know, sex rape monsters, that that's a lot of like that's a movie about sex and rape and people like overcoming it and right. like all the rest of that, you know. Right. So like, um. I, I think it's more than alien survival. You, I, you could get that. You could get that from I don't know Leviathan and a bunch of terrible movies. Uh, I agree, but let's all right. So let's. What makes the first two movies good? 
that are uh, what are the, the themes that are inherent uh, in both of them? The first one, I mean, they're going beyond right? themes. The first one is, um, it's like a chamber horror film, and I right. think what what separates it out is that it's it's just so unique. Like you've you've got an alien invasion movie where it's really only one alien, um, and it and the fact that it, like the humans birth it comes from them. Right, that's the most terrifying. Yeah, thing. so I feel right. like the that, originality of the creature is part of that, plus the art design. Uh, right. That's the only thing. Otherwise, it's just a horror movie in a house. Right. It just happens to take yeah. place on a spaceship in space. Right. It's like when they it's still the same elements of any. I remember horror when they movie. they read the script. Walter Hill, who produced the movie, and his and his screenwriting buddy and producer buddy, they read this original script, and they're like, "This is this is all very rote. This is all very kind of like." You know the same kind of thing that you'd read any any kind of in any horror film, and I think the original right. title was like Space Beast Star or something like that. <laughs> Star Beast, yeah, um, which I kind of love. I wish they'd all called them that. But anyway, yeah. um, they got to the scene with a with a face hugger and then the chest burster, and they're like, okay, this is something. They they've right. got right. Here. That was the only thing that they were interested in. Like yeah. everything else is garbage. I remember right. that interview. He's just yeah, like everything yeah. sucked, but then there was this one nugget. And I think that there's there's a point to that to a certain extent. And I think the more you kind of mythologize the alien creature, the stuff with, you know, the cocooning that's kind of in the, the first movie a little bit. Um, Deleted scene. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and I think it's in the director's cut or whatever. I don't know. Yep. But we um, so so we we stuck through with that. And like what James Cameron was expound upon that by introducing the the maternal queen. alien queen Correct. giving birth on yes. all these eggs and it, you get to learn more yes. about their so it expands uh i'm right. not saying it was like, action but i feel like that's point, the in this movie when there's i'm sorry let me just say this one thing and at this point when there's like a like a chest burster it's like boring now i agree it was incredibly they, boring it, it doesn't it, really have the same effect like right so like the set, aliens like push um you learn more about the creatures, right? And since that yes. movie, we haven't really learned anything correct more about well, them. Just except, a, it's just except a, that David made them, which is really yeah, boring. Yeah. I think I don't it's know. Just a, it's just a retread, and, and I feel like it, nobody wants to see a movie about like how God made bees, right? Like mm-hmm. nobody's lining up to see that fucking movie. So, like, that's why I don't understand why. They Will don't... Morgan Freeman uh, <laughs> narrate it? <laughs> When God made the bees, dump his cum into a tree, and out come the bees. <laughs> the one thing I kept, I kept wishing that they would do. The, the one thing I like about I mean, a little bit about Prometheus in this movie is when, whenever the alien goo or pollen or whatever the hell it is, the black stuff yeah. gets into people, it affects them in different ways. In the beginning, like when it, when that guy's like spine basically opens up and the alien just kind of dumps out. Yeah, like that's ter- that's terrifying because it's unexpected. Well, yeah. And, let's get to that. You know, let's let's I mean, let's go with of. the plot. But but, but like what, what? Sorry, one more thing. When you're talking about like you learn more about the creatures and aliens, right? And I feel like there's room for more evolution that we haven't learned. Right. All. About what these things can do, and I'm not saying turn it into Tremors Five, where they're like flying through the air and shit. But no, like, what about just, like an alien homeworld, or like an, like an, where the aliens have been there so long? Like or, even even yeah. like in Aliens, they were just they were just colonizing a little bit, and they were turning right. the and power I'm, plant into like a little bit of their home. Like imagine right. a place where they were there for centuries. And they had, yeah. yeah, exactly. Or like 
a, a face hugging a fucking whale, like something yes, bigger than a person. You know I'm what saying. I mean? Like, that's yeah, what I was get, gonna say, yeah. what if it ha- what if it happens to a different animal other than right. a, like a human being? That's even exactly. more frightening. Yeah. The potential they have in infinite space, they shit on it. Uh, But the thing is that I think that this really misses is I think if someone really took the reins here and didn't have studio execs Uh, barking down their throat, then – Prometheus doesn't have that shitty alien at the very end. It doesn't have that weird giant face hugger thing. It does a slow. If you're going to do the prequel, you don't land at Xenomorph till whatever the hell way later. And the problem is, is you make these movies and people go, I need the alien. And you go, "Okay, I I guess we'll just dump the alien in at the end. I don't don't know. I I don't think that's bad. I, I, I feel like there's room in the world to just you want an alien movie. I, you know, make well, a good alien movie. Well, I think you could do that. That's my argument. I also, that, don't, like, I also don't think that that's Prometheus's only problem, personally. I, 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 I agree, one hundred percent. But here's but it's an ad, it's a tack on for fan. It, it's it's like an Easter. It's pandering. It's fan pandering. Yeah, it's what I agree with it. that. But Snacks brings up a good point. Like, why couldn't we had this movie and Alien Five, Blombox, uh, whatever? Like, I feel like. <laughs> Every okay. other year, we could have done it kind of like Marvel does it, or or the Star Wars films. Like no, you don't there's, want there's no, nobody. Nobody wants that many alien fucking aliens movie yeah. man. I mean, I'll see. I'll, okay, so I'm the idiot who will see them still. <laughs> <laughs> there's man, one. We got them. one. I can't. I can't say I wouldn't. Either, I don't. So. I, I don't get it. Does any other monster have that kind of following? Like. Well, people just go see a movie because it has vampires. They in made it? nine of Jason movies for or ten, right? Plus, there was a crossover. More than that. More than that, I think. Even went to space. There you go. (laughs) How many Leprechaun movies? I'm just saying there's, uh, I guess this will be the, well, uh, concluding the AVP series. What do we got? Seven? No, eight movies now. Eight alien movies. That's crazy. All right. So let's let's get to this shitty fucking plot, okay? (laughs) All right. so, so, So after this little nonsense, it was almost like a third prologue with David meeting Waylon uh, and getting subjugated to serve Waylon. Uh, we cut to the colonization ship. They're bound for Oregon 7, uh, whatever, 6, and um, with all the colonists. And Walter is a David model android, and he has the worst fucking American accent in the world. Weird <laughs> southern twang. Yeah, yeah. Fucking weird. Oh, Michael Fassbender can do a real American accent, though. Yeah, I know. Not in this movie, he can't. He, he made it, like, super <laughs> he weird. He tried to do, like, an accent on top oh, of Oh, yeah. Well, it's real it bad. Really he does, but also you have to say, was it supposed to be good or was it supposed to be shitty? It was because a, he's fake. It was right? a, no, he's, oh, no, it was supposed to just be different. It allows him to have a shitty accent and go, I meant it. Michael Bassmander's playing three-dimensional chess, man. No. I get it. I get it. it was, he Ma- fingers Pen- himself, um, so to speak, in they do the ma- They do make out at one Spoiler point. Alert. Spoiler alert. The, David makes out with himself. There's, there's <laughs> so, a line where he says, I'll do the fingering, which <laughs> definitely brought the down when I saw it. Yeah, people laughed in the theater when I saw that shit, too. That's oh, wonderful. All right, come That's on. My right. I'm going to look and see if there's a dialogue coach. So Walter, this David uh, model uh, android, is you know not sleeping while everybody else is, and just doing random um, maintenance. Part of the random maintenance is putting out the solar uh, sails to recharge. Yeah, on a uh, passing sun, so that he puts out yeah. on these solar uh, sails and a weird 
bullshit uh, neutron, neutron or neutrino yeah. uh, storm. Some bullshit. Um, it gets you zapped. It? The ship gets damaged. Well, you see waves or some kind of weird, you know. Uh, it's a plot device. Deep space bullshit yeah, smacked it's, it's their full, ship. Yeah. Uh, a deep space disaster happens. Uh, the sails go crazy. You hear a lot of Star Trek like alarms. Woo! And the ship shakes, vibrates, you know, there's some idiot vibrating the set. You know, same crap you see in every space movie. And uh, the crew, the people from the Last Supper prologue, the 12 people that are all married, wake up uh, from their cryotubes or are waking up. and woke up. They're, they're being woke up because it's a disaster or the ship is waking them up. And Oh, yeah, the ship is named. Now, the droid goes, wake up the crew. It's an emergency. Right. And he's talking to I have, I have a hard falling. time imagining Danny McBride with a relationship. Oh yeah, it's they there's no chemistry there. There's no time between him and they whoever. Try. They barely have any screen time together. No, but they're both pilots. What her, what, what's her name? We don't know. Nobody knows. I guarantee you <laughs> We're nobody gonna go knows. with Smithy. I, I don't know. Yeah. So Danny I, McBride's I, name is Tallahassee <laughs> and his his wife's name is God, who knows? Smithy. Let's just call her Smithy. No, his name's Tennessee, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, so his name's Talladega. Talladega. I don't know. <laughs> Talladega. So yep. Talladega and his wife, what's-her-face. Anyway, so all these Damn people dude. in the crew start waking up. Uh, some are puking, you know, all that crap. They're having to Some rush. are burning. What? <laughs> some are burning. Some are some, puking. Yeah, okay, and then James Franco, who is the captain of the ship, his cryotube will not open for whatever reason. And for you whatever panicking? He's asleep. And he just, his pod catches on fire, (laughs) and he burns alive. It's a really bad uh, tanning booth. It's like the tanning booth from hell. I don't Uh, know, man. I'm pretty sold on this movie. No, that, Steve, I'm sorry. James Franco. That that was a highlight for me. I was kind of like, this is great. The movie starts with him just burning in a pod. What was it? Air Force One? They, They kill somebody famous, like, right away. Yeah, it was you know, the Air Force you know, One that had Steven Seagal I didn't die know within the first him. like couple minutes. Yeah, it was Steven Seagal and Kurt Russell, and they suck him out the window. We also right. saw a fist fight in the movies during that uh, movie. That, it was a great fist fight <laughs> between some very overweight middle aged gentlemen. <laughs> you guys saw the prologue, so you knew James Franco was going to be in this. I didn't realize it was him until he was pretty much like on fire. Oh yeah, Did he have- <laughs> I'm serious. No, I'm dead I didn't serious. Until they showed like her. Did he have a mustache? Did he have a mustache or something? Uh, no, he does. He's just in a in a booth, so it's kind of hard to tell. And there's like flames and sparks around him, so I'm like, who is that? And then and then like you know the CGI flames is going to completely engulf the booth, and then it's just a charred corpse. So like, and then and then she watches a video missing him. So I was kind of like, that is James Franco. Like, what the fuck is he doing in this movie? They're just going to burn him alive in the first like three minutes. Um, so best yeah. cameo ever. Yeah. So James Franco, the captain, has been killed. So obviously, bad shit happens. His wife yeah, is Daniels, who is the Ripley, you know, two point five, whatever. Um, you know, Sam she, Watson's kid. Yeah. What's 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 her deal? Uh, she's just like a a, a Sally Two Shoes Mary Sue kind of person. Okay, that's a lot of shit. Uh, well, she's did, good. Did she at, have- she's she's good at everything. She's the moral center, and she's the. Default heroine for no reason at all. Besides, she's not as dumb as the rest of the crew, as Jeff pointed out. Is that what makes her likable? Yeah. Do you like her? She uh, the is fact that she, kind of likable. Despite the fact that she goes through a tragedy that should have hit her the hardest, she sees through it and she says, no, that's a really dumb fucking idea. Well, let's um, get to the dumb idea. So, yeah. so uh, yeah, so 
they they jettison the captain. This new guy, uh, what is his name? His, Billy Crudup. Uh, I don't know what the hell's this. Anyway, this name? guy Billy Crudup. He's he for some reason <laughs> Jesus <and>, Junior. <laughs> his name's Christopher Orum. Orum. Oh, yes. Are you reading uh, the Wikipedia article? <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so get uh, it. Yeah, I get, I get it, I get it. So Orum uh, takes over, and he's obviously not ready for prime time, which reminded me of the uh, in Aliens, the uh, guy who hadn't made any combat drops. What's his face? Yeah, freaking out. Yeah, Orum, freaking, yeah. As he's hearing everybody get killed, and like, yeah. I, so it's a re, yeah. it's a retread of another idea. It is like all every every Alien movie them. is called back in this film, which is infuriating. Except- Except well, the big twist with this guy is that he's religious and he feels like he's being persecuted and not listened right. to because of his it, religion. Okay, it's well, like Trump America well, is thrown into this as well. Like, well, I'm religious and apparently it, that's a bad thing. Let me that ask you guys this. Did you is know, he an evangelical? We don't uh, know. I mean, it's, it's obviously pretty important to him and he's not he's not like crazy about well, it. But um, let's, let's Okay, stop right there. He <laughs> let's, let's, No, no. No, seriously, guys. Guys, I love you, but shut the fuck up. Uh I hate this because he says he's religious, but we do not get one moment where he is his religious beliefs come into play at all. Besides sure. the fact where he says, "Oh, I saw the devil when I was a kid, and he scared me." He went, "Boo!" Steph, is that that sloppy screenwriting? <laughs> are they yes. not showing him being religious? He's they are not showing exactly. him. They're just they're saying he's religious. They're not showing it. And I really yes. fucking hate it. Someone in a review was like, so Prometheus had faith elements. And in this movie, they just said, oh, this douche, he's he has faith, whatever. Oh, yeah. We'll just and, throw it on this guy. And, uh, and Snacks, real quick. Also, the widow, the newly widowed, uh, what's her name, Campbell? <laughs> she, Daniel? she Daniels. Daniels. She carries around a nail. Like an old-fashioned nail, not like a machine nail that you would get from Home Depot. Like a, a crucifixion like, nail. Yeah, like a, a nail you get at a farmer's market like, from some guy like with a, a Like a railroad spike? A, yes. She puts it on a thong it's and carries little, around her neck. So you got two people who are religious. And it's just it's just overwhelming and not very well done. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so they take over. Uh, uh, so uh, what's his face? Uh, Danny McBride, uh, his... Uh, his name, I think, is Tallulah. Nashville. Something. Nashville, that's his name. He goes out to repair the solar um, stuff, and he gets a weird signal in his helmet. Uh, and it's in space? He's in space, yeah. doing a space Middle walk. Middle of deep space. So fucking he gets contrived. This weird. Is that suspenseful? No, you're just like, okay, I'll believe this shit because it's the first 10 okay. seconds, 10 minutes a of the movie. plot point is right, coming exactly. up. That's what okay. you're So yeah. here's this transmission. They investigate it further. They decode it, and it's a woman singing uh, John Denver's Country Roads, or the West Virginia song. West Virginia, Mountain Mama. They decode it, and they're like, oh, it's coming from a planet. And then they decide to scan the planet. Like, Hey, this planet is uh, better suited for human life than the planet that we were going to, and that planet's seven years away, and we'd have to get back into the cryotubes, and nobody wants to do it. And I guess the new captain wants to be friends with everybody, so he's just like, well, let's go check out this new planet. If it's great, we'll colonize it instead of the fucking <laughs> the yeah. one that we planned for ten years to go we to. We have that no clue about this planet. Yeah, but he's sure. the number two guy. Like, they're not going to vet the number two guy. It's so fucking stupid. Did they call it's home? Really... Did they try to touch like? Oh no! Oh, it takes, it takes years to, too long to, to reach call home. home. <laughs> so they're so they're on a seven-year mission, and they're like, I don't know, or even more. 
They're seven years away from reaching the next planet, and they're out in the middle of nowhere, and they're all scared that the next time they have to recharge the batteries, they're going to get another neutrona wave. Yeah, and they're going to burn oh, yeah. alive. And so they go, sleep. okay, it makes sense to just jump on this planet that no one noticed, but fuck it. It's in yeah. the, hey. uh, you know, yeah, why not? Look what it's, we found. Breathable air. Why shouldn't we? Which, and you know, whatever. You go, okay, fine. Yeah, it's still so really not the You're just like, whatever. So they just I'll do happen whatever. upon the alien planet? Well, no, because it's it's sending that distress signal. Yeah, it's sending the there. signal. Oh, okay. go, a human is on this planet. But, there but shouldn't still, be a human but still, there. guys, like, space is so fucking big. Right. Yeah, it's dumb. So it's fucking dumb. big. Yeah. But also, there's the point that, like, how, how uh, all right, not to not to completely nerd out, but they did try to look for these planets, right? And this planet yeah. is inhabitable. So why did they miss it? Well, Especially like considering cut, that well, before can, David came, yeah. it was probably even more inhabitable than it's like after he shows up. Well, the thing so is, is like really uh, Daniels even says, it, how did we miss this? this and just like, right. well, she says, how did we miss this? So it's she missed it because space is fucking big. It's true. It is true. Snacks has a point. Well, how did they I, find the planet that's seven years away? Then? Right. That's, I, it's, uh, it's, they pointed inter, interstellar, interstellar, yeah. and halfway's there waiting for him. It's a bunch of books. That's like, all the movies. We only know what we know. But I have to point out one more thing about the the crazy Christian dude. Go ahead. Um, he because like, he this is, seems thematically important. He like yeah, insists out. Out when, there. The, when the whole solar things fail. And the whole neutrono wave. He insists that he, like there's something that they can do about it. They're like it's an accident. He's like I don't believe in accidents. Oh yeah, that everything's for a reason. Yeah. So I I don't know. I thought right. I just throw. No, that that's a good point. That's a good point because that explains how dumb he is when he purpose. deals with. Yeah, he deals with David later, and he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, but that kind of I guess it helps. <laughs> but once again, none of that is religious. Believing in determinism does not mean you're fucking religious or whatever it is. Like, that's a philosophy as opposed to your well, religion. it kind of does. No. Because it allows the character to go, if this is happening, it's happening for a reason. Right. And I should just allow it to happen because it's supposed to happen. Yeah, but that's you can be agnostic and believe that predetermination. shit. Predetermination. You yeah. can be agnostic or, or something. It's, it's, but it's, he isn't. I know. It's, I, I agree. I think if it's If he would have said, but... this is a sign from God, I think I would have been happier. Okay. Oh, Fair can enough. We agree? But he can't because he's uh, he's around people that do not believe. Oh, he's, he's the being one persecuted all the time. And so in the he future. has to keep his faith under wraps, right? He That's feels he does. He, I'm not sure he does. But yeah, he, he does. And there's no sign. Nobody persecutes him. Absolutely, nobody's like you fucking whatever religious retard. Nobody says that shit. It's well, there's stupid. a slight reference that he maybe is better suited to be captain, but he wasn't made captain because he's a crazy religious yeah, person. He says that. He says and, it. Yeah, and guess what? He says it. He yeah. says yeah. it. He's whining about it, but he guess what? He's not captain because I believe in God. It's <laughs> amazing. But he makes yep. such a lazy. fuck up that he's definitely not fit to be captain. <laughs> in my opinion, give me James Franco. Give me burnt James Franco any day. Oh, who wrote right. Give burnt. me hot dog. James Franco. All right, so let's plow ahead with this shitty fucking plot. All right, so they decide to just check it out. So, oh, yeah, Daniels, Daniels, the heroine, says, like, hey, this isn't a good idea. You're responsible for a lot of people's lives. We should just go ahead with the plan. And he's like, no, we're just going to go check it out. No big deal. If it's great, we'll just do that. And if it's not great, we'll just leave. Uh, so she's like, well, I just have to mark for the record that I'm against it. 
So whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's how she's building her good graces with us, the audience. Anyway, it's only a few weeks away. She they Ripley's get... herself. Yeah. Yeah. So we get. Yeah. Exactly. The quarantine methods, all that shit. Okay. So they go to this new planet with the that's coming. This distress signal. Once again, distress signals. Uh, retread of aliens already. You're you're feeling like mm, this is a little bit too familiar. So they follow distress signal. Uh, they take the single lander vehicle. This big ship with 2,000 people and 2,000 embryos only has one people-carrying lander. <laughs> it's like the Titanic, yeah. Right. <laughs> so it Nothing goes could down, go wrong. Yeah, it goes down the surface with the entire crew except for three people. Um, so um, Tuscadera and, like, a couple <laughs> are left on Prometheus, the ship. So uh, that's where Danny McBride is. And everybody else is going down to the planet. Danny McBride's wife is also a pilot. She's piloting the lander. So they get down to the planet. They're not wearing any suits because it's breathable air. They've already checked that shit out, I guess. But still, you know, virus highly irresponsible. Right. Very, very dumb. Dumb. Very so, dumb. So yeah. they head out, and they head out, and they've got guns with it them. It doubles so. down on Prometheus stupidity. Right. Yeah. So they're going, and they're like, oh, we have to go check out the where the transmission's coming from. Like they, the arrogance of man? Yeah, I guess. It's... It's, I think just a laziness of like fuck it, they'll just walk out. Right, we don't worry about it. It looks better that. on film. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So they the helmets decided, are a bitch. Fuck it. So it's like only a few miles away, but it's a higher elevation, so you have to like make the trek on foot. So uh, the entire crew, except for so boring, the entire crew goes to check out the signal, except for Danny McBride's wife, who stays back with the plane because she's the pilot, the little lander. Okay, so they go, and halfway there, uh, the new captain, Billy Kudrow, <laughs> crud up, crud up. Uh, his wife uh, is a scientist, um, and she's like, oh, this looks like a good place to take samples. Let's. I want to stay here. I'll catch you guys on the way back. So they already split up. Not a good idea. So she, sta- so she stays back with one guy who's a security detail. So there's, there's people who are in charge. Like, there's a security... Um, dispatch for the crew like people that are in charge of security whatever so one guy with a gun stays with the scientist wife of the captain and they collect hey, Eric, samples uh rico do the guns look cool yeah they they they're no. all now yeah. there's no futuristic thing they're very like tame. the most futuristic looking gun is a gun that's being developed in real life so there's no pulse rifles. They wanted to avoid going too far in the future. They're just, they're just modern, like modern day. They're just the, it's like just very, painted flat black. They're very sexy looking futuristic guns that exist now. That's what they I'll use. Say. A, they use them, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah they use. Yeah. Do they look they don't fun? S- my Not favorite is when the girl blows up her own ship with her. Oh, God. Spoilers <laughs> alert. Jesus Christ. It's, it's wonderful. All right. Let's get to Even, it. We won't, we won't get to that, but Fassbender himself is like, I laughed my ass off. Fassbender knows how to enjoy this stupid movie. So wait, that's wait, 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 wait. And one more, and one, and one more question. Is there any moment like uh, like you watch Aliens and there's scenes in that movie that you like imagine and you can like imagine pretending to be in that and it's like fun to like play in that world. Is there anything in this that's like, fuck, like I wish I was like on that speeder bike or no, fuck, I wish absolutely was like, not. But there's uh, one, there's no. one, there's, there's one scene, the scene which where I James lo- Franco is on fire, and I think I probably like, <laughs> 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 I like the, this is like roasting marshmallows over his burning corpse. But other than that, Marshmallow Express, yeah. 
uh, we'll get to <laughs> it. But there's there's one scene in this. Like I think there was one scene in Prometheus that I, that just was an excellent scene. Like that ab- abortion scene in Prometheus. I yeah. love that sequence. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. wonderful. That's true. Yeah, for a yeah, stupid. I cared for somebody. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Great. I agree. Uh, okay. So. So the rest of the crew moves on. They go to check out the um, fucking uh, whatever, the transmission, and it's coming from a fucking crash juggernaut just like uh, Alien. So they head Ooh. inside. Um, hey guys, I'm sorry. I don't know the nerdy te- uh, terminology. What, that's what like the, uh, the, the donut. space the big ship. ship. The donut the ship. The big right. ship. Alien and Aliens. The big, donut the big ship, ship yeah. that's in like all the movies except for Aliens and Alien 3. Right. No, it's in Aliens. So the- so the big Is donut. That, ship. Oh well, in the special edition, that's where Newt goes. Oh right, right, that's right. right I'm right. sorry. Okay, so uh, so they go inside, and uh, you know, one of the guys goes, "Hey, look at this little uh, plant thing." It's like a little plant, but he gets close to it, and oh, some, he touches it. He touches it. <laughs> spores spit out, and they like coalesce and fly uh, purposely up his nose. Up uh, meanwhile, what a rubber hoe! With, <laughs> Jesus, try to keep this nonsense to a minimum. Hey Jeff, how did the audience react to that? Did they crack up? <laughs> Nobody really did anything. No. Just, yeah, we all, all went to like, uh, boring uh, theaters, so no yeah. one reacted. <laughs> all right, and back at the uh, scientist little lab where she's doing, uh, so where she head back, her security detail guys like, I gotta go smoke a cigarette. <laughs> So he goes off and he I gotta go jerk off. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he, goes walks to, off. he goes to like, you know, smoke a cigarette, which I guess is a deadly sin. And he steps on one of these plant things. A spore gets released and it coalesced like a little like a bit of like, I don't know, dust, which you imagine is the black goo or a, a whatever, a, a whatever. Slightly it's advanced black yeah. goo. It goes yeah. into the guy's ear. So two people are oh. infected with the aerosol black goo. One guy up his nose, the other guy in his fucking ear. I like the shot from within the ear. That was like one of my favorites. Oh yeah, that was. But it goes good. in his ear. Yeah. <laughs> it goes in his ear. That's yeah. the first one. You just have in the, the shot ear. of inside his ear, and you're like, "Why do we need to see this?" Like, uh, the idea. Because it's fucking pretty. Because it's really Scott, man. That oh, knows. it looks. It looks nice. I'll get at that. Yeah, yeah I, you know what my favorite part of Prometheus or like my best shot. I, I never like got the, a boner going to someone else's ear until I watched this movie, and I went, "Oh, well, do you? I can the, jerk off to this." Do you remember the beginning of Prometheus where the guy kills himself, the engineer, and then you see the yellow double helix break down? Right. I thought oh, that yeah. was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boner. So, I got a boner. I got a, a semi. I got a semi. The yeah. cinematographer IMDb picture, he looks fucking insane, uh, but he makes a lot of good movies. Uh, well, what it, else has he made? Oh, like, he, he shot all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, which I think are pretty. <laughs> He shot Prometheus. He shot The Martian. So he shot a lot of really Scott movies. Yep. He shot The Mexican. He shot Dark City. He shot a Mexican? <laughs> he shot The Crow, Dave. Oh, He's the one who go. killed Brandon Lee? Uh, <laughs> welcome back to The Crow. His name it is was Darius a blank, I swear. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Darius Wolitsky. That is very fascinating. Moving oh. on. So two guys are infected. <laughs> the crew that goes to check out the the donut chip, they discover that they discover it, uh, they play a like a hologram thing, and it's Elizabeth Shaw, a hologram singing "Take Me Home, Country Road." They find her dog tags to Prometheus. Yeah, right. They, they the find her dog thing. tags and like, oh, she's not here anymore. I guess let's go back to the ship. Let's get out of here. But hey, isn't this planet great? There's wheat on this planet. That's crazy, right? Uh, right. Well, they oh, just have to happens. go back. 
They decide to go back because they get a distressed call about the dude who's infected. Right. So the guy who was smoking, he's starting to get sicker before Big the guy Fry. who... Yeah. Tennessee's wife, her security detail, gets exposed first yeah. in his ear. All right. He's freaking out. Yeah. So, so okay. That's so, yeah. All right. Here we go. So they get the a distress signal because the guy who got it in the ear, like uh, Iggy Pop, <laughs> he, uh, he's getting sick and uh, Billy Condoff's wife... The scientist is like, oh, we got to get you back. Hey, guys, you should come back to the ship. This guy's really sick. So he's heading back, and Danny McBride's wife, who's the pilot at the ship, is like, what do you mean he's sick? What does he have? What's going on? So she doesn't want him around. She, I guess, is smart-ish, and it's like, hey, no, I don't She's know. the scientist that was out on the field with him. No, that's that, not. No, 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 no. That's no, Billy no. Condit's yes, wife. That's Billy Crudup's wife. Yeah. Oh, God, right. this is so fucking confusing. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, you're right. We're you're gonna right. We're going to simplify it. We're going to simplify it. <laughs> yeah, I don't give two shits who anyone's wife is. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. like... <laughs> They all you guys are right. strong. <laughs> okay, so you know this sounds a lot like uh, I watched Cabin Fever for the first time this week. Okay. Sounds a lot like Cabin Fever. It's pretty much the same thing. All right, so uh, the whatever the guy that gets it in the ear uh, gets back to the spaceship first with uh, the scientist lady and the pilot lady. This is terrible. Yep. We, we this movie definitely fails uh, the. Um, I don't know anyone's name. <laughs> they have defining the characteristics. Yeah, like, did one of them. One one's them, a scientist, one's a pilot. Barely. One's, one's barely. married to the captain, like, the like, other one's married like, to Danny like, McBride. I thought I do, and I don't. I don't have a clue, so one no. One like, ran around with a microscope? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. She literally collected samples. Now, before like, they died, did they do anything that made you feel like they deserved it? Shut up. No, they didn't. Of course not. Well, no. <laughs> no. Like, 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 no, no that's usually, just, like... Like the, they, the people well, who are two, more sexual. Well, two people you know, have sex in a shower at the end of the movie, and they get like, that's at the end. They wait until the end for that. Right. That's not anywhere near. We're not anywhere near that yet. Yeah. There's sex in a shower in this movie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We'll get that's there later. I hope. Jesus Christ. Okay, so the guy with the ear comes back with the two ladies. He's sick as fuck. He goes to the infirmary, but not before coughing up on like you know the the pilot. So she's like, oh, shouldn't we quarantine this guy? Anyway, they take her, take the guy to the med bay, and you've probably seen this from the previews. Um, his back starts to break apart. Um, the pilot lady freaks out, locks the scientist in the med bay with this guy while he's convulsing, and, and his back's starting to break apart. She goes and runs and like calls for help from both Danny McBride up in Prometheus, who's the ship in space, going, what the fuck's going on? And the team that's farther out checking out the uh, donut ship. Like, whatever it is. Who cares? The spaceship. Uh, anyway, so she goes and she gets a gun and she goes back to the med bay. <laughs> Meanwhile, thinking. this guy, you know. A shotgun. Of all the shotgun, future yeah. weapons, she grabs a shotgun. Yeah, that's space. She heads that's back. Space and, and, and the panic is, this is the best scene in the movie, in my opinion, besides. <laughs> because the way she freaks out is she's running into things and falling down and stuff. She's yeah. she definitely appears panicked. Like she's running into. No, I agree with that. I, her, she gives a good yeah. performance, right? Um, yeah, she tries. I, I mean, yep. and yep. it's like it's it's chaos too yes. because like and she's definitely right. caught between trying like trying to figure out if she should help right. the other woman or if she should just kind of salvage her own safety or what she should do. And a lot um, of this comes across without any dialogue at all. Who's so that? Yeah, great. who's that character with this great uh, performance? Uh, it's Danny McBride's wife. Yeah, Danny McBride's pilot. wife. <laughs> Look it up on IMDb. Right? No, That's no, I looked her up. That, that, her name is her, her name is Ferris, and her name is Amy Smites. 
Smith. Thank you for that. That really helps. <laughs> Mites. Ferris. That rings a bell. Ferris. He's in a bunch of shit. Anyway, so she goes back with a shotgun, and by this point, the guy's back is getting crazy, uh, and something pops out. The guy's back breaks apart, uh, and, you know, it's a little neomorph, which is basically a xenomorph that's pink, kind of. Oh. A very fleshy, humanoidy looking weird yeah. thing. That's sort did of it have like did it have like that dick tongue? Uh I don't think no, so. No dick yeah, tongue. Yeah, no dick tongue. So anyway, like a, so she comes different. in there, the the one with the shotgun, the a scientist inside is like, "Let me out." Oh, by the way, she the pilot locked the scientist in there. So she's like, "Let me do the they, fuck out." Do the kids call it a backburster? Yes. We do will now. Do? We'll I mean, see. Good. I mean, like fuck. I, I would like, call it a spinal tap. But a spinal tap. <laughs> So anyway, so the scientist lady's like, let me out. The thing comes out of her, the guy's back. She freaks out. So the pilot comes back with a shotgun. She goes in there and immediately slips on the blood and viscera and falls on her fucking back and shoots the ceiling. That is great. It is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. great. So, so yeah, it just shows the chaos. Like, the level of chaos and panic was terrific in this scene. Who wrote that? I don't know. But anyway, uh, Danny McBride's wife is from the Tampa, St. Petersburg area. Interesting. <laughs> oh, there you go. Please stop reading Wikipedia and listen to this <laughs> awesome tale that we're trying to tell. Stop helping, Snacks. That's your high school. You're supposed to talk about uh, Total Recall or something. <laughs> when did she graduate high school? What's, what's she she was born in 81, so we would have been in high school with her. Holy Weird. shit. Wow. Okay. Yeah, she's one year younger than me. God, we're all losers. Shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, so so she freaks out. She can't shoot the thing. She goes to shoot the thing, but the thing's attacking the uh, the scientist lady, like, on top of her, viciously, like, clawing at her, and there's blood everywhere. So she just freaks out and leaves again. Um, And I think she closes the door, but... Uh, it gets caught on her to. foot. Gets caught on her foot. Oh, yeah. Jesus, that's great. Yeah. Anyway, like I the say, thing- Fassbender laughed at all this. He admits it. Yeah. So. so so she's freaking out. She runs like towards the cargo bay, and she's like, I'm going to sit here and wait for it if this thing gets out. Meanwhile, the thing kills the uh, scientist lady, comes out, starts coming towards the cargo bay, which is where the, the pilot is. She tries to shoot it. She's horrible. She misses it. The thing attacks her, and while it's jumping around, she ends up shooting some fuel tanks. The whole fucking ship explodes. She leaves burning Ray, Ray alive. Ray really like cut up her eyes to save the day. Yeah. He there about to blown up. up right yeah, and yeah, and the rest of the crew shows up just to see this lady. And he die. sees his wife on fire, running outside the ship and dying. Right. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. It's wonderful. It's great. Is that his wife or is that uh, what's her name? Who knows anymore? I don't. Oh, I, no, I think that's, it's Danny McBride's, McBride's wife. Probably his wife is definitely yeah. already dead at okay. this point. Right, yeah. right. But anyway, he yeah. sees this tragedy, and at the same time, the Scragglers, the rest of the crew that's bringing the guy who had it up his nose, he gets sick. He starts to convulse, and the alien bursts out of his mouth and his jaw just basically disintegrates and he just vomits blood. Yeah, he vomits blood in a big alien thing. It starts to freak out and starts killing people. So so when all this shit starts happening, are you guys like, hey, maybe this movie's all right? Yes. Yeah, this is definitely, this is the highlight. Because for me, like it's, it's, well, I'm not, we won't get into it because we got to get through the plot. But this is definitely like the best part of the movie by far. Uh, I would agree with that. You guys seem really fired up about it. It was the best sequence, yes. No, these haters are very 
Yeah, into it. No, right no, 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 no. It's just, I mean, it's all. <laughs> no, everything, Aaron, I, no. I, I, no, hang on a second. Everything Dave's describing is like 10 minutes of the movie. Yes. But the reason why I'm talking yeah. about it so much is because I love it so much that it's it's the best part. So Bonerville up till now. Yeah. Right? That's what you fellas are sure. saying. Fine, fine. Same way I felt about Prometheus. You guys have come twice now. Okay. So here okay, we are. Okay, so there's two of these things running around, and they're alone in this weak field, and it's nighttime, and they're running around. These two, like, pink aliens about the size of, like, dogs. By the way, they're growing really quick. Um, and the team is trapped because the lander has blown up. The so lander has blown up. Oh, and by the way, there's a, a very convenient ion storm that's preventing communications with Prometheus. So, the, Dan, or, so Danny McCovenant, the ship. Is that, so Danny McBride is just like chilling, like watching Netflix. No, he's he's hearing snippets of his wife panicking. Yeah, his wife keeps saying like something bad's happening. He's just like, I want to fly into that storm, and everybody else oh, is like, That's Jesus. dumb, Danny McBride. Yeah, that is like, dumb. I don't care. I'm a dummy. Okay. What do you expect from me? Oh, yeah. and <laughs> we'll just get that out of the way right now. So he's a dummy, and he's the the pilot, and he's basically the senior ranking member, and he ste- keeps getting lower to the planet. It, besides. Yep. The, the computer and his colleagues' best wishes are like, this is stupid. Why are we getting close to this planet? There's a he's going to risk the lives of all those people yes. on his ship. All yeah. 2,000 sleeping people. Risk thousands of people. Thousands yeah. of people. Wow. His wife. Yeah. Because his wife is maybe in trouble. Yeah. Right. Because as he says at one point, we didn't leave Earth to be safe. Jesus. That's the, <laughs> oh, man. A, that's the craziest Christ. thing I've ever heard. That's the line in the movie. I like, know. It's crazy. Yeah. This movie had uh, this movie had four writers, and one oh, of them. Oh yeah, that, you can tell. Um, uh, some of the guys wrote decent shit. It doesn't anymore. Yeah. All right. So thanks for more facts. Uh, but so so these little like pink <laughs> pink not dogs. Want me to talk about this movie. You didn't <laughs> see the movie. You're supposed to be snacks. charming. <laughs> You're supposed to be charming and say uh, funny stuff. This is not funny. Oh. Uh, when when have I ever been charming? Uh, I guess you're right. I don't think anybody would describe you. Can just go ahead and charming. hang up. <laughs> <laughs> but you're hearing the story. I like telling this story. Like this reminds me of being on a school bus when like you saw a rated R movie, but the like homeschool kid next to you was like, "I'm not allowed yeah. to see Nightmare on Elm Street." And you're telling him the whole story on the yeah, the yeah. I heard, like I heard it all at school before I ever saw it. it right. Was terrifying. Yeah, and it's yeah. more terrifying That's when the somebody tells you. It's a nightmare in yeah. the streets. Well, I remember Child's Play. Somebody told me the story of Child's Play, ran me through the plot on the school bus. I was terrified. And then I saw the movie. I was like, this yeah. is stupid. Anyway. Your imagination is greater than what the movie can do. True. All right, so these pink dog, they call them protomorphs, I guess. Anyway, these pink things I are just... they're called neomorphs. Neomorphs. No, neomorph yeah. I thought was... Wait, which one's which? Which one's I the one? It was the it's, neomorph. it's a neomorph. Okay, so the protomorph's the one at the end? Uh, sure. Okay, That's, who cares? Yeah, I'm going to call yeah, them whatever. pink dogs because there's a little bit yeah. of this. Pink so, dogs. So the pink dogs are running around the wheat field, just taking people out occasionally, like, you mm. know, just running around, scratching them up, fucking them up, and they're panicking. All of a sudden, there's a bang, there's that a burst of light. Yeah, it is fun. Uh, a bang of fly, white light, like a flare, scares off the little pink dogs. They go ahead. And there's a hooded figure. Turns out to be David the Android. He says, "Follow me if you want to live." Something like that. They well, what fo- did Walter think when he saw David? Uh, they they definitely did a close up of his face, and he had like a huh. 
He's like clouded. He's like well, crowded a little bit. Walter yeah. already knew now that this planet had Elizabeth Shaw, which was on the expedition of the Prometheus. Right. So he already understands that the Prometheus crew, right. in some form, and he probably has understood, been on this yeah, planet. who this guy probably is. But also, then he does. He sees the guy, and he has a little bit of like, oh, okay. Also, Walter, my, my brother, Walter the android, uh, in this chaotic scene in the wheat field saves Shaw's life by putting his hand in one of the pink yeah. dog's mouth. He saves Daniel's, Daniel's life. Daniel's, yes. Uh, and he loses an, a hand. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, so when she put his head back on his body, she put it on like a real body, not like a some goofy like robot his, body? Yeah, his original body, I guess she got it from the... Because the, it was... Actually, it was in the spaceship, right? It's like that Simpsons when Homer tries to make a robot and Marge goes... You know, they go to Itchy and Scratchy Land, and the robot tips his hat, and they see all the uh, circuits, and she goes, Homer, that's why your robot didn't work. Yeah, it's just like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, Dave is there. He says, hey, Keep guys. That in, asshole. Guys, we got it. It's, it's already gone on way too long. We don't want to be here all night. So David takes them. <laughs> David takes them to uh, to a structure in the middle of uh, a ghost town with a bunch of, uh, for lack of a better word, like fried corpses, like yeah. a nuclear oh. holocaust happened. Just a bunch of dead bodies writhing in pain. Like, Why would you bring people there? Because it's a shelter. So there's Bill And Max. because he's an android, and he doesn't get that that's uncouth. You know, yes. No, he should. He's already murdered a bunch of people. He should well, learn. You like, know, <laughs> what's this? Uh, well, he's Jeff? planning on murdering more. I think that's the idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He goes, "Hey, uh, hey, stupid assholes, come follow me." And they go, "Okay." And you go, "Oh, okay." Uh, this is going to get interesting. Murder. I think at one point someone, someone goes, <laughs> "Yeah." What? Someone what's said, that, Jeff? "Is it safe here?" And he like looking around at the bodies. Yeah. He goes, "He's like, of course it is. It's perfectly safe." Yeah, he yeah, says why it's perfectly safe. <laughs> So he escorts them back to this this abandoned like city and into a room or whatever. A little, it's called the Citadel. This movie is getting better and better, frankly. Right. As I, as we retell it, it's a wonderful movie. So he brings them back there. They're like, "What the fuck's going on? What's happening?" And uh, you know, uh, you know, he's like, "Hey, I'll give you the quick backstory." Uh, so uh, you know, we were on the Prometheus. We left after whatever happened in Prometheus. Uh, we got here and we, we, we landed and they show like a flashback and accidentally all this black goo canisters came out of our <laughs> ship and basically committed genocide on this entire population of people. Um, <laughs> and they show that, you know, they show the, basically the, the black goo gets released and it becomes aerosoled and becomes airborne and just, that's part of the prologue that you kind of see. Well, that's, that's the beginning of it, but we don't see the actual murder happen. Uh, but in the flashback of the movie. Yeah, true. Uh, so they do the flashback. So he murdered everybody, and he said, uh, lost control of the ship. It crash landed, and Shaw died in the crash. Yeah, he's lying. Yes. So that's established. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and he tells the crew it's safe there for some reason, and they just accept that, and it's, of course, not safe. Uh, <laughs> so they, they go off on their own and explore like idiots. Uh, one lady gets uh, her head severed. Um, oh, before we get shots, to that part. How many shots did they have of her head floating in that water? Like at least I feel three. Like, that, like, <laughs> oh my God, like four or five times. 
I think Ridley <laughs> Scott was like, look at this fake head. It looks so great. Let's keep shooting yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, while this is happening, David, uh, he takes he he takes a real shine to Walter and he's talking to him about all sorts of pseudo philosophy crap. And he teach and he's basically asking him, can you create anything? Um, and he can't. Uh, well, the, so the whole setup is <clears throat> the humans go, this David seems weird. We don't think we should trust him. And Daniel's Ripley 2.0 says, hey, uh, Walter, why don't you go, you know, talk to this crazy android oh, yeah. that's been See here for 10 on. years? Yep. And he's like, yeah, I'll talk to him. He's my brother, whatever. We'll figure it out because the humans are wary, but they're still stupid. And what can they do? Yeah, they're, they're trapped. They're fucked. So. so Walter's like, yeah, I'll go talk to this bro. It's fine. <laughs> Continue. How, how do those twins seem like, does it seem like the parent trap? <laughs> you know, it's just those, like um, Haley well, Originally, Mills. David's got really long hair. Oh yeah. Um, oh really? The yeah. android's hair grew. His hair grew. Yeah. yeah. That's how creepy Guy Pierce was. He made an android who has hair and nails that grow. Well, does he have to cut his nails? Yeah, he has to cut his Probably. nails. Probably. Yeah. In Prometheus, David dyes or bleaches his hair blonde. Mm-hmm. So like, and imagine. I don't and know. he takes on the affectation of uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Right. Or but, of that's Liv- di- but that's different. That's trying to like Liv- control his identity and control his appearance. Right, it, you know when he's given something where it's like, no man, this is how you look. So, so and yes, it's like trying to take no, yes, for that. the android grows hair and takes a shit. If that's what you're getting to, do you see him take? Yes, a you shit? see him take a shit. No, <laughs> but he has to drink like lubricant. He barely wipes that gross asshole. Oh god. So anyway, so so Walter and David have a conversation. David has since cut his hair, so they're almost indistinguishable <laughs> besides their ridiculous voices. Walter, Jesus, a, that's suspicious. Well, yeah, and yeah. at this point, you yeah. realize there's going to be a swap. So, yep. spoiler alert: there's a swap in the movie, and you knew. Do they try on each other's clothes? <laughs> well, no, yeah. but okay, eventually. So you know, uh, there's a weird scene where uh, David teaches Walter how to play the flute. By mimicry, he's like, "Do what I do, I'll do the fingering for you." It's that's that famous line that uh, Jeff yeah. brought up. Does it sound like Zelda? It, no, he plays like Not the theme music. Off. He plays the theme music to the first movie, I think. <laughs> Is that so, true? Do, yeah, the fucking what's that Prometheus? the the major score boom 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 that's not what yeah. it is but but that's his flute song to the dad shaw from oh, the first yeah. movie and you get the you get the background he's you he's go, created okay. several shrines for her he was in love with her he says all this stuff and at yeah, one he's point he buried her in a garden yeah. so to speak. can you can you imagine shooting that scene can you imagine reading it and going yeah. <laughs> you know, like, all right. So props to Fastbender to go. Fuck it. I'll go all in. All and right. he does. All right. Snacks, snacks. Do you remember that uh, Gelmania? So Brett Gelman is a comedian and I played. He had a podcast very short lived, but it was great. Uh, he's like a performance artist comedian almost. And he mm-hmm. does this thing where he interviews himself. And he ends up having sex with himself in this <laughs> audio. That sounds interview. like Brett Gelman. It's yeah. amazing. Uh, but it just reminded me of this. What point did David go in for the kiss with Walter? <laughs> Guys, remind me because I forgot. I think it was after he learned how to flute. Yeah. Oh, he was yeah. seducing him. Yeah. So, so the uh, thing is, is that David was created 
Brawley with the ability to be creative, right? right? That he could have nuance where the Walter <clears throat> editions is less human. Were 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 stripped down a little bit because the David editions were creepy to humans. Humans went, we don't like this. Right. And so they went, okay, we'll make something that's more um, obedient, less creative. Yeah. So Walter represents the next edition that is frankly um, worse off than David. Right. Not right? as superior, so but, less able, but yes. more a better servant. Uh, oh, and you got, I mean, but he's seducing himself, right? That's what, that's yes, what we're talking about. He yes. is seducing himself. Because David yeah. is lonely. He's lonely. <laughs> he has, he's capable of love or what he thinks of as love. Kind he's of. Trying, he's the basically trying to see if he can get this thing who can't create to create something, which is, and that's what he's showing him with the flute. That's the point. Yeah, right. And, and it that, happens, it happens like this whole relation, this, this shit like happens in the span of five minutes. Yes. It doesn't really happen at all because Walter doesn't really take to it that much. Right. right. Uh, it's like, you remember because when David the, goes, can we be equals or yeah. whatever? And he goes, oh, we can. Imagine Fuck. if in Guardians of the Galaxy, when Ego asks Star-Lord to like join him on the crazy mission, but he tells him that he's going to, he killed his mother killed right his away. Mom. He yeah, killed, killed, killed his mom. mother right away, so there's no point that it's going to happen. Uh, That's what happens. There's, there's no point. Like, it's very clear that Walter is not another David, and they can't rule the galaxy together. Yeah, they're not yeah. equals. Um, so anyway... Um, and, and it's also established a little bit, maybe slightly later, that David is a little off. Something is a little off on him, right? So he is not what he should be. Right. He, yeah, there there are lines about the symphony. He he tries to quote, who's he quote? There's a lot he of quotes Byron, but he's Byron, but he quotes Byron as Shelley. He um, screws it up, and right. so yeah. So, so obviously the Frankenstein the new droid yeah. says, uh, "Once there's one note wrong in the symphony, everything is off." Right. Yeah, basically he calls David a mistake, uh, which doesn't endear endear him to. Uh, Walter, um, and also that he's just he's he's corrupted. There's yeah, something exactly. Off. He's a flawed. Right. Instead of you know, David thinks he's special and unique, and Walter's like, no, you're just a uh, malfunction or whatever. Yes. Anyway, it comes out. People get killed. the The pink dogs come back. Uh, they kill one lady. They decapitate her. Heads up. Heads heads ends up in the water. Um, and I don't know where in the timeline it falls. We don't really have to get into it but uh david comes across this and uh david sees the pink dog and he can control him somehow or kind of like placate him he doesn't attack david yeah um, so Bill, billy crudup's character finds the decapitated person getting feasted on by the well well that's dog. not before david uh so david kind of like um is entertaining the the pink dog when right. billy kind comes on him because what so so the understanding is that right david's there david is not biological and so the creature is there it's just feasted on this woman and now it's looking at him and he's like this weird benign creature and he is trying to connect to it right because for him this is a very important moment right. like fact, 10 years of work is building up to this potential right. moment the and so Creatures can somehow tell the difference between the synthetics and the humans is incredibly stupid. Well, it is it is kind of in universe, I guess. Like, uh, yeah, I'll give it because why they would Bishop, sense a difference, you know? Right? Why wouldn't they? Why would they? 
Because it can smell it. I don't know. If if you're this weird primordial creature, you can smell that this dude in front of you yeah, is, is a synthetic an and it's object, different. basically. Or, yeah. And not it's calm. But you know what I mean. So you see a human and it's like, oh, I'm freaking out. And you go, oh, you're lame. I'm going to eat you. Anyway, know, there, whatever. there's bigger problems. Let's move on. So so David is kind, kind of, of communicating. It is. But David's trying to communicate with this thing. <laughs> and he's obviously not getting attacked. And then mm-hmm. Billy Condiff comes on. He's like, get out of the way. And he's like, no, I got this. Chill out. David's like, I got this situation. Billy right. Condiff's I'm like, bonding. Yeah. yeah. Billy, like the, Billy Condiff's like, fuck that. And he just starts killing the thing. David freaks out. Right and he's like, no, they Shoot. trusted me. Fuck. So he says, they trusted me. Like as if he had a bond or a covenant with these creatures. Even though this creature was just born. Uh, I don't know what that's all about. We'll get to that, I guess, in due time. Yeah. But, uh... Condiff blows one of the pink things away. It's it's dead. And he says... By the way, where did the other one go? Uh, we, we never see that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the captain says, all yeah, right, floppy, you're going to... I saw the devil once when I was a kid, and I see the devil now. David, tell me exactly what you're doing. And David's all freaking out, and then he goes, okay, here we go. I'll show you. And then I knew that that was a callback to Prometheus, kind of with Shaw. And I was like, okay, David's going to kill this guy now. And he's just, like, absolved himself of any guilt. Not only that, the dude, the dude shows him, and he's like, here are all my creepy aliens that no, I made. No, that's what he said. He like, goes, I yeah. will show you. No, because he go, he was freaking out. He goes, no, I can't believe you killed him. He's like, David, you're going to tell me what you're doing. He goes, okay, here we go. Let's all show you right yeah. now. And that's when I like, knew. He just shows him. That's like just super villain shit to do. So, yeah. So, David yeah, goes and takes him to the room where he does all of experimenting. And supposedly, he released the black goo on purpose to just... Uh, have a group of biological people to experiment on because he believes to create you have to destroy so he destroys the entire civilization uh and he talks about they go through this very quickly so i have questions about this uh how there was different evolutionary like there were like alien bugs and he was manipulating the dna and there's all sorts of like alien fetuses that he kind of diagrammed out so that's a callback to alien four uh with like the clones uh, right. so, so you have all mm-hmm. these like failed alien attempts. All and, all of this suggests a much more interesting movie, by the way. Right. Every single right. example we this see. This is the nugget. That's what of I want to see. Interesting. I, I know. I want to see basically yeah. what happened after you dropped the black goo and all the weird, crazy fucking experimenting and weird creatures that happened after mm-hmm. that. Because he's seeing what does the black goo do to the quote unquote engineers versus right. what does it do to the wildlife, plants, right. wildlife, etc. And yes, so for him, exactly. he goes, it affects everything except the uh, fauna or you know the plants, right? And so that's, okay. all the meat yeah. is affected. But let me ask you this question: Why are there black goo? Uh, plants that shoot spores. That's what the crew falls into, right? That looks plant-like. I it's mean, you can true. say it's... Because the... I'm, I'm it, guessing the goo gets into the ground, and since it has yeah. different strains, it creates these, like, plants more things. But why... We just said it doesn't affect plants. It, it doesn't mutate plants, but it clearly took a, um, a form that's sort of plant-like, yeah. but it doesn't affect trees you or You sound shit. like a like, crazy person right now. Yeah, but that's little, what they do. It's a little dumb. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. I don't think it was well thought out, but whatever. So he's been doing this experimenting <laughs> by exposing different things to black goo, uh, and it comes out that he was experimenting on Shaw, and he's like, oh, I have one last thing to show you. And he takes him into a room, and there are alien eggs, what we think of as eggs from the Alien and Aliens movie. 
And he goes, hey, why don't you go look into that egg? Hey, and the egg yeah. opens Take up. Take a look. The egg <laughs> Billy pops up. Like, it's dangerous? Him. He's just like, absolutely not. It's not oh, dangerous. Of course it's not dangerous. dangerous. No, no, man. No, man. Touch it. Why'd you, cut, why'd you cut your hair? Oh, you don't like it? You don't like <laughs> yeah, it? Jesus Christ. So, so can I just ask a question cool, about right? Yeah, go ahead. Um, are we supposed to infer, based on what you see of the, I, I assume, the leftovers of Shaw? Is that really her body? I would assume yeah. so. Right. Okay. Which so are Shaw, remarkably, yeah, remarkably after he says. At some point. Oh, um, right. Yeah. Well, whatever. But, like, I, are, are you supposed to assume that part of, like, her uterus has been used to kind of create the, the genesis yes. of the egg. Whoa, yes. whoa, 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 whoa. How terrible is this dead body? Jesus it's pretty Christ. terrible. Yeah, it's it's, it's terrible. basically gone below the neck. It's like full dissection, and you go, oh, that's what they did with that character. Shaw is... David totally fucked her over to create something. Right. And Just then like there he are, fucked there are over the drawings. Family. He has sketches of yeah. her that Daniels finds a little bit later and, right. and it's like there's shit coming out of her mouth and you're like, we don't know exactly what happened to her, but we have to assume she's the mother of the next generation. Right. And the next generation, wow. like all these little spores that are on the planet are failed experiments, but this is what David was really waiting for. David was yeah. waiting. He created these eggs and he said, and the, uh, the captain says, are they alive? He said, no, they're waiting. For what? He goes, for mother. And I guess mother. captain is the mother, I guess. For a host. A host, basically. Yeah. So basically, this is his culmination of his experiments. Uh, the, the alien eggs opens up, whatever. It gets, whatever, impregnates the captain. Uh, and they cut back to, you know, the people and they've talked to the covenant and the covenant's going to send down a vehicle loading device. Basically, it's not meant for people. It's meant to transport a big crane, but it's enough that he can get the people back up to space, the remaining people anyway. So that's the plan. So, um, Talladega is going to pilot this thing down and, and get everybody out. Um, and meanwhile, um, a couple guys go to look for the captain and, um, on their way there, they cut to David, who's waking up the the uh, the captain, and I guess it's only been minutes, but the guy has been right. impregnated with an alien, uh, and he gets yeah, chest bursted. First generation moves fast, I yes. guess. Yeah, I'll excuse it. People have a real big problem with that I don't care. It's not the real alien yeah. yet. I'll I'll forgive it. Uh, so and before the captain wakes up because he's been so religious this entire time, he goes, David, what do you believe in? He mm-hmm. says, I believe in creation. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, yeah. so the captain <laughs> chest bursts. The thing comes out, and it's a almost a fully formed alien, only miniature, like a rod puppet. And it and it right. cr- makes a crucifixion. Like David sticks out his arms to say hello, and the alien does the same thing. So once again, David has some kind of ability Daddy. to communicate, not only not get eaten by these things, but also yeah. communicate with them, them somehow. Because he's not meat. I think they did. Well, they do even try if he and wasn't say meat. he is meat. Even He's if he wasn't meat, like it's not like the aliens are going by TV screens, going, "Okay, I'm going to try to the you know the icky shuffle or whatever." It's it's not the same thing. It's not just in uh, you <laughs> they know. They watch not, the Cincinnati Bengals. For like babies. if aliens took over a Chuck E. Cheese, would they be like the the? <laughs> would they be playing like guitar? Would like they Chuck attack e. the animatronic creatures? No, they, they wouldn't. You know they would attack they them, but would they emulate them? I don't things? think so. 
the creature we'd get out of that would be a hell of a lot more entertaining than whatever this movie <laughs> oh, was. Jesus. Yeah, I know, because this sounds wicked boring right now. Uh, yeah, yep. this is this is well well like like Jeff said, this is almost like a different movie. Like after that extravagant murder scene you right. described. Right. <laughs> so so it, it basically is like uh, there it's an alien movie in the beginning and they try to tack on an alien movie at the end, and in the middle it's this Weird thing about David, which sounds interesting, and is Freaky actually genetic engineering right. shit. That's, but it, but, that's it's, but it doesn't fit. It doesn't um, fit. Alien resurrection, right? Very much, right? Yes, yeah. very much. So, all right. So uh, there. Then we have. Is this the protomorph? So now it's neomorph. essentially a xenomorph, but uh, maybe it, slightly yeah, it's different. It's a xenomorph without the um, mechanical mechanisms. It looks more yeah. organic. Anyway, it looks like... Audience think it's a xenomorph. It's a xenomorph. Yeah. Okay, so a xenomorph is now in play, and... Um, Who, that, come out of, that came out of the religious guy? Yes. Yeah, out of front up, yeah. So a couple of guys, including ah. one of the security guys, goes to check out. They discover, like, the room full of, like, experimentations, and they... Um, they get to the, the room with the eggs and face huggers start to come after them. Uh, one guy gets face hugged, but, um, his friend is able to like slice the thing off and it actually leaves the guy's face. It was only on his face for like a second or two. Um, but his face is burned with acid. Like half his face is kind of like just melted. Uh, the wow. other security guard, right? Or a little yeah. burned, whatever. The other security no, guard pretty, gets eaten by yeah. he gets eaten by the xenomorph. The xenomorph jumps from above the laboratory rafters or whatever, kills him. So the guy with the face burn is like, guys, we got to get the fuck out of here. There's now crazy stuff going on. Um, meanwhile, David confronts Walter and kills him with one of the pipes. He takes that pipe that he was playing and shoves it through his neck. Um, you know and. He, he Shaw like is do. yeah not Shaw Daniels is, finds like the drawings and gets freaked out and she tries to shoot uh, David David quickly knocks her away or crap and then he forces her down on a table and kisses her against her will so you get this threat of rape from an angel that's creepy yeah. yeah he's like I'm gonna do to you what I did to Elizabeth Shaw and you're thinking whoa <laughs> I don't know what yeah. he did to Elizabeth Shaw but now I I'm scared of what he did anyway. Uh, well, I mean, he killed her anyway, but who knows what he did to the body or this weird thing right. where he's showing affection in this disgusting, weird, unhealthy yeah. way. If an android <laughs> says he's into you, run away is the... But if somebody <laughs> asks you a god, are you a god? You uh, say yes. I just watched that backburst scene. It's great. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Like I said, best part of the movie. Yeah, it's a uh, highlight for sure. All right, so they're all freaking out. They're going outside because Danny McBride is almost there with the cargo loader ship. Uh, David runs, or, uh, you know, David is fighting with Shaw or trying to restrain her, but Walter comes back and they have, we have a robot fight. So you get, where was Walter? He, he thought he was dead because Walter got, uh, David shoved a pipe in through his neck really quickly and he shut down. He like switched him off like C-3PO. Right. And then he yanked something out of his neck and you go, oh. Walters is completely disabled, right? And so like C-3PO, he somehow lost his arm, uh, but he didn't get a replacement red arm. Uh, anyway, he <laughs> comes back to life and he says, they've made some improvements to the model since you were made, and then starts kicking ass. So <laughs> this ridiculous robot fight, which is fucking stupid. They're like jump kicking each other. Yeah, they're like fighting, great. he's Neo. fighting himself? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. So uh, he's fighting himself. <laughs> Whatever, they're fighting each other. 
<laughs> is it like all? Is it like a bunch of white blood all over the place? No, no it's not even no. that interesting. I you're, wish you're thinking oh. lots, you're of, lots of shots of them just throwing each other against the wall. And yeah, crap. you know that crap. Yeah. Oh, so like, like Matrix fight? fight? It's a yeah. Matrix, yeah. Matrix fight. fight. It is Neo That's versus Neo. Boring. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty boring. Anyway, uh, so Walter's helping. Where them does this happen? Where's the robot fight happen at? In in the same place they've been in this like burned out in building, the, the laboratory with the dead people. Like, no, no, it's, it's like kind of like chamber, an anti chamber, anti chamber close by. It's inside, so it's not outside. Yeah, the geography is they, real terrible. Now, is there like a sense of like impending doom and terror the whole time? Not really. Well, you just like not everybody wants to get the fuck out of there, but it's not really oppressive. They they put it on Danny McBride wanting to get them off the planet. Right. That's where they try and put the impending doom, right? That he's right. the one that has the energy to go, I gotta go down there and get them. Okay, so uh, that's fucking dumb. Yeah, it is dumb. So they get out there, and Danny McBride shows up, and the rest of the crew saunters off, and uh, Walter emerges triumphant, or what we think is Walter. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh Jesus! Anyway, they get on the thing. They start to take off the the new alien, uh, whatever it is, the what we think of xenomorph. Uh, sort of attacks the ship. Yeah. Uh, this whole little... sequence is incredibly stupid. Yeah, it's dumb. It's, it's not even exciting. Like, it's Daniels on a crane fighting the alien yeah, as the go... ship's like flipping around and flying around. Yeah, yeah. Daniels is like, so I'm going to go take care of it. So the so the alien yeah. attaches itself underneath, and Daniels is like, I'm going to go take dead. care of it. Yeah. Everybody should be yeah. dead right. outside of that. Or if ship. anyone's going to fight it, it should be the android because no one else could. That's right? absolutely right. the case. Yeah. Right. That is very that is very good point. So uh, and the droid is standing on the ship while the woman with short Ripley hair goes out and she grabs a shotgun and basically ties a rope around her waist and's like I'm gonna I've got this shit. So she goes out there she gets around she's swinging around getting hit between rocks and because this thing wasn't meant to carry people uh, they release the crane and the crane imbalances the the boat or the flying vessel and it just goes all over the place. Anyway, eventually they capture the alien in uh the crane's jaws and smash it shut, I believe, or it gets it on fire. I don't care. Uh, so that that thing is dead, right? Yeah. Yep. And you they think win. It's, Everything's yeah, they win. Done. Everything's okay. Yeah. But you so, know, so you've seen this a million that, times in every yeah, fucking yeah. alien movie ever. It's alien, They're going back alien. to the ship. Oh, that's. They're going back to the ship just like an aliens. Uh, yeah, and an alien when she escapes in the pod, there's going to be another one. So you're just waiting. You're yeah. just sitting around waiting. Uh, you have that suspense of like running away at least. No, because they're no. not really running away from anything. Yeah, you do, they're, but you yeah, know. they're running away from. But a you plan. know that they're going to have the queen alien moment. Or but them. they haven't. They haven't set up the. Uh, they haven't set up the uh, ticking clock. The, there's um, no. No, it's just like we've like had that, enough. That's what made. That, that's part of what made aliens so great. They do ignore the reminder of the ticking the clock. clock. Right. There is no clock. There is true. no clock. They can take their time. And the only thing that's down on the planet now. Is a defeated David, so they think, and I guess that other pink dog, plus a lot of the spores, like they could possibly get infected. But there's no like yeah, pressing. I need to get out of here spores, right now. Did they all put on like face masks and shit. No, it's just for whatever reason the spores yeah. only released enough goo. They only disturbed two, and they only released enough goo, airborne goo, to affect two people. Really dumb, yeah. right? If you don't stomp on a spore, then you're fine. Right. Those dudes stomped on a spore. Uh, okay, so they get back up to the ship. <laughs> Everything's fine. Uh, they finally have they have one kind of good moment where like 
uh, Danny McBride's trying to joke, and then and Daniels is making eggs, and he's like joking, and then he just starts crying, and they hug each other, and you're like, oh yeah, these people did lose lose their loved ones and been through a lot, but it's really <laughs> we're like, all miserable in deep space. Right. Oh, remember? Yeah, right. And uh, the guy that got hit the the face hugger uh, taken off his face and burned, he's getting treated, um, and they're like, okay, um, let's take a nap. We still have some repairs to do before we can go into deep sleep. Oh, and then something, a review that I read later said, like, oh, mother, the ship, the ship computer and the, I guess, the surveillance system has to shut down for eight hours, which is a ridiculous thing. Uh, right, anyway. Well, that's convenient. Yeah. So uh-huh. everybody goes to sleep. They're waking up. Captain, uh, so Walter, what we think of as Walter, says, Captain, I need you to come see this or there's a problem. Uh, so she's waking out of her sleep. She's not in cryo sleep or whatever. She goes down the hall and she goes to the med lab where uh, the She's told there's a there's a an alien a life form that on the ship ship. shouldn't be there right so so does she go get a machine gun yes Danny McBride actually wakes her up is outside of her door and hands her a a shotgun so they already have weapons so they go to the med lab uh, where the guy with the face that was burnt uh, was that and you see that he obviously had a alien put in his belly even if the even though the face hugger was only on his face for like five or ten seconds. He had something stuck in his open face is what happened. What? What? That doesn't make any sense. No, he had an alien. So the droid that you think is Walter was treating his face wound. No, that doesn't make any sense. Jeff, that's what happens. Jeff, can I get some? You can look it up. That's what they do. Jeff, can I get some collaboration? That sounds really dumb. I just assumed that it was because the face hugger got him really fast. That's what I I thought thought too. I thought we'll circle back to this here. We'll keep going. Okay, well, yeah, I'll we'll circle, circle back. back, but I, I thought because of the... Anyway, anyway... I guarantee. Keep going. Uh, well, if you guarantee, I'm, I'm going to lower my rating for this movie another fucking star because that's the dumbest... <laughs> I, I thought there's been a lot of dumb things. That is the it's dumbest the only thing way. I mean, no, it's my, 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 All right. my meter... It's face-hugged, Eric. I mean, How else? He gets no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Yes, for he like does. a split second, he escapes the face-hug. No, but I, the thing but... Already, already fucking jacked off. He okay, blew his load okay, into his Okay, fuck you guys. I'm going to tell you right now. So, no, no, all right, fine. Do it. Eric, I'm, the, telling you, I'm telling you, he gets our on the version ship, of this makes a lot more sense I'm not saying you're wrong. You're not... I'm not telling you you're wrong. What I'm saying is that... What they show in the movie is this dude has uh, his face is getting eaten up by acid. He's got a hole in his giant cheek, right? And what you think is covering up his face to stop the acid. What you learn is that uh, embryo is stuck inside his cheek. It's lame, but that's what That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. We're going to still watch it. That's what's happening. I, I will not see this movie again. Uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna. This is what I choose to believe. Just like Elizabeth Shaw in the first movie, what I choose to but believe. But it's so. But it, but but it's why is it so convoluted? Yeah, that sounds like the most convoluted thing ever. Okay, let's move past it. We can talk about this in a little I bit. Wouldn't I wouldn't argue with you there. The, the movie's almost over. I really want to get this shit over with. <laughs> we can we can we can just bitch later. All right. So so there, it's clear that an alien is now there. From the guy who got his face burnt off. We can agree on that. Uh, So uh, they're looking for it and they're trying to track it. And Walter slash David is in the control room telling uh, Daniels and uh, um, 
uh, Talladega Nights. Talladega yeah. Nights, uh, where the thing is, and they see it on video monitors. And I got to say, at certain points, the CG on this alien looked terrible in on the yes. ships. Yep, yep. Uh, it yeah. looked Not really scary. bad. Uh, anyway, Not scary in the slightest. <laughs> like they ran out of money. Like they I, weren't even trying. Like it was rushed. Yeah, this whole this whole know. end sequence seemed rushed and like the whole on. end sequence was awful. Yeah, it wasn't suspenseful. Nope. It wasn't scary. But I heard there was very fan Yeah, here we go. Though. So so uh, Walter's everything like everything is fan service from here on. Walter's now. like it's headed down to the sexy showers, and then like the sexy showers. <laughs> that's where that one couple is. And yeah. sure enough, yeah. they cut to the sexy showers. People are naked, making out, and the alien comes in. Sticks his uh, throat dick through the back of the guy, and the woman freaks out, oh. and they're both dead, right? Just terrible. Like, just yeah. dumb. Yes. There's a touch of nipple, you see. Yeah, you see one nipple. You don't even get to see <laughs> Anyway, it's just terrible. I don't even know what the surviving... I don't... You guys really haven't introduced any of the couples. No, and the movie doesn't, really. You don't, you the don't only get couples... to know any of them. They're yeah. not interested okay. in knowing yeah. any so of them. So the shower couple... It's a couple that stays up on the covenant with, with Danny McBride. Yes, with, uh, oh, so that's boring. So they're just there, like they're the yeah. sounding board for Danny McBride yes, going. Yes, I yes, want to yes. fly. Down. Was, they're like, don't yes, do that. Dick that is McBride. exactly yeah. right. That's their whole yes. role. You could be the and fifth they rider, and they immediately die. You should and be then the they fifth get rider. Taken in the shower. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're like, thank God we got out of there. Let's take a shower. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah we've just been sitting on the ship the whole time, not they being able to fuck because Danny McBride is here. So it, which is part of why I think this movie is still a send up. Uh, honestly. Uh, let's, uh, right, Eric, you're giving away way too, too much, much credit. credit. Well, All right. So I give it credit after the fact. I think Ridley Scott went, oh, this is going to be a bummer. I need to just do Friday the 13th bullshit. I think so, too. I think that's probably his thinking. It doesn't work. It's, it's yeah. us. All right. So uh, they get to the shower scene. They see a bunch of blood. They're too late. And then Daniels is like, I've got an idea. Let's blow it out the goddamn airlock, just like every other fucking alien movie that ever right. was. So they, right. they try to lure it. David slash Walter um, corrals Why, why the did they thing. decide not to shoot it? Because they, they didn't know the, where it was. The acid. They know it's acid for blood. Oh, somehow. that too. Yeah, that too. Okay, so they, they try to get it out uh, where they keep all the terraforming equipment in a big giant hangar. Um and they can open up the door and let it go out. So they head that way, and Daniel's we get territory. To She's Dan- comfortable. Yeah, I know all. I know. I'm. I wanted to meet it on our ground or whatever. Uh, and then we get probably the dumbest thing in the world. We get alien POV porn. So the alien, we see out the aliens, quote unquote, eyes that are behind the like black visor. You know, how aliens don't have eyes. Snacks. No, we get that in Alien 3. Yeah. No, we don't. We do like? not get that in Alien 3. We get yes, the aliens, we get the aliens point of view. We do not get the aliens throughout its fucking eyeballs. Like we get a camera. I get you. What's we, the, we get like a, the difference is it's a GoPro on somebody. This time, it's like there's bugs, worms in front of the camera and some like Vaseline. So <laughs> it, it's like seeing out the Predator's eyes, right? <laughs> okay, Snacks. okay. We're seeing out of the predator's eyes, and it is right. not interesting. <laughs> I That's thought you the said difference. there was alien porn. Yeah, at one point, uh, you know, I think Daniels blows the alien. He's looking. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just POV alien. And uh, anyway, I don't even know who's still alive. Daniels is still just there. Daniels, Daniel, 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 Danny McBride. Yeah, Danny. Danny. <laughs> Anybody Daddy. worried about a spoiler listening to this podcast? Yeah, nobody. <laughs> we don't have what to worry because it's complete confusion. So, <laughs> what the fuck is this? 
So Walter slash David, uh, <laughs> and then uh, Tupelo David. Honey and Daniels. Anyway, Tupelo yeah. Honey and Daniels head out, and they get into the cargo thing, and the alien comes in, and they're they take for granted how fast it is, and it chases them. Uh, Daniels locks it into uh, the truck, one of the terraforming trucks. Like fucking bulldozers and shit. Bulldozers. They open the thing. The thing heads out. The thing's trapped in the cab, but it gets out, and then I don't even remember what happens. Uh, eventually, another bulldozer. Daniels just takes a dive and like like dodges another bulldozer, which stabs it and blows it out the door. Anyway, it's so anticlimactic Sweet. it makes you want to fucking puke. And then yeah. Danny Bright's going, "Oh, did Daniels make it?" And she crawls out, and you yeah. go, "Oh, she made it." And the alien's gone. Everyone's happy. Right. Blah blah. blah. It, it's then to her and who's left? Danny McBride and the lady. Yes. Yeah. And, and quote unquote Walter. And which Walter. At, at no at no point do they even attempt to make sure that David didn't just cut his fucking hand off <laughs> and take Walter's <laughs> nose. Hey, your They're haircut looks a lot like the other guy's haircut. Blindingly accepted that this is their man. Um Yeah. So, uh, so everything's good. They're you know they're panicked, but uh, all the danger's gone. Uh, Daniel, since she's the new acting captain, um, puts Danny McBride's characters to sleep. He goes to the cryo tube, and Danny McBride uh, he goes away. Uh, and Daniel's is getting ready for her sleepy time, and uh, Walter is there to put her to bed because he's the android. He doesn't go to sleep. Uh, and she's about to go to bed, and she's like, oh, I can't wait to build that cabin. Are you going to help me kill that cabin? By the way, she wanted to build a cabin with her dead husband, and she told Walter all about it. And the android's like, doesn't react. And she's the like, fuck? and she's like, hey, the cabin, remember? And he's like, mm-hmm, what? And did they she's introduce like, this no, earlier in the movie? Yeah, yes, they, they did. Well, no, they did. We, 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 we passed over because it. it's dumb. Uh, right. but, but you I, have some feeling that... Now she has a connection with Walter, and now she's right. going to – she's now asked Walter to be her, quote-unquote, husband, her surrogate husband to help her build this cabin right. that this, was yeah, James kinda. Franco's dream. Right. Right. And, and because of the reaction by this android, she realizes that it is not Walter. Because oh, my he has God. No it's crazy yeah. David. Yeah. And but then she's I'm already like, she in the Does she burn up? No. She <laughs> just oh, goes to sleep. Uh, yeah. It would be more interesting. So she goes to sleep. And then, and you're he like, freaks out, but then she falls asleep, right? right. Because he activates the crime. And honestly, it's probably that's probably the most disturbing element of the movie to me. I guess, yeah. but that, it feels like a Twilight Zone like oh, TV show. Oh, it's bad. It's really that bad. You're asleep and helpless. Yeah, I guess. Well, so basically, that it's like, he's he's gonna like experiment on her just like he did with Shaw. Everybody, and the, and he, and she realizes that, and then is forced to go to sleep. And so there's yeah. more kind of like sexual violence kind of implied. Yeah. Pretty, so, it's pretty gross. But this is where it gets just weird and even dumber. So he is now left alone. You realize it's David, and he opens the cryo, uh, the cryo chambers with all the thousands of people are sleeping, and the embryos, which we really didn't touch on, but they have like fertilized people embryos in drawers. Uh, anyway, he goes, uh, computer, open up. This is, and he even says, "This is David. Here's my code." So it makes you this go. This is Walter. Or yeah. No, he said David. his name's David because yeah, several reviews true. have pointed this out. So I guess since it's a whale and Utani ship, they they left this alone. Or it makes you think maybe the company knew about 
this whole thing and was working with David, which is even dumber. Anyway, he goes into the cryo Jesus, area. With, who cares? Exactly. Who that's what I said. Cares, who gives a who shit? Cares? Right. So he goes in the cryo chamber and he's like, before I do, uh, put on some Wagner. So you get, and then he says, you know, the name of the piece and he says it in German. So you're getting all this uh, Nazi iconography because he's all into eugenics. Uh, he enters the cryo thing and he yeah. opens up one Valkyries. of the going to paradise some bullshit thing that they referenced at the beginning of the movie so it ties the beginning to the end but it's dumb so that's good Wagner Wagner anyway and he goes he's he's looking at like it's like the kids who enter Willy Wonka's like uh, you know the candy room floor He's like, I'm in paradise this is his paradise he gets to experiment all he wants for the next seven years and and right last thing he does is he opens up one of the drawers with all the embryos and he starts to throw up and he throws (laughs) up Little embryos that are little face hugger yep. embryos. Yep. And he puts them in with the other embryos, and you're like, okay, what the fuck is that about? I don't. That's that's obviously a a problem, and that's how the movie ends. Was that him throwing <laughs> up? Hilarious. It was no. awkward and dumb and weird, and you're just at, at this point. You're at just this like, point, I just wanted the movie to end. Me too. I was just kind of like. Well, this now, so it moves into the oh, there's gonna be another one. So now you're I left guess, with there like, are there are seven years for him to experiment right. and fuck with all these colonists that are in cryo tubes. Right. That's right. how the movie ends. That's what we're left with. No. Hope. So the android the android had face huggers come out of his okay, mouth. Okay, let's talk yeah. about that. So the only he swallowed a couple for safekeeping. The only explanation I can come up with because the face hugger embryos are the same size as the human embryos. He swallowed them and had some black goo with him or something, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the whole movie, then you realize the whole movie exists because of David. He's the one that's put out the beacon to say, "Come to this planet." Of course, yeah. Because he's done experiments, but now there's no living creature. Hey, can I ask a question? Absolutely. Why did the ship crash? Oh, uh, we don't know. That's another another mystery. People theorize that when David decided to uh, holocaust these people, the engineer planet people, uh, the engineer fought back and shot something at him. Okay. They tried to defend themselves. That's the they only. They seem to die really quickly in the. Well, uh, well so Jeff, yeah, I have I, a better question. Why is this movie so sloppy? Like, oh, and why are know, both man. of them so sloppy? They're like, really there's so much because there's so much money on the line. Because he wants I, to make I think, two I think, to three more movies. That's really. But then why would you let? Why would you let an 80 year old man be in charge of your pocketbook? You know, because you don't no let your grandpa hold your wallet because movies. Prometheus was fucking profitable. His name is the only thing that's making these movies move forward, I think, frankly, right? His, if you his don't have Ridley no. Scott no, it's plus not Alien, yeah, you don't have alien. That's all it is. No, it's but, a, no, but this really is about Ridley Scott. No, oh, but I, I, the, no, the studio I does because, was, listen, yeah. this movie coming out directly prevented Fox moving forward with Blombach's version of Alien 5. Yeah. So Ridley Scott has that much. Michael Bayan. Right. If, if, Whatever. If, so you think it's so, Dave? You're suggesting it's political, yes, motivated. It's it's definitely the studio as opposed to the fans. I think it's I think, I think it's, it's the studio saying reboots are a thing now, 
And if we can get Ridley Scott's name plus Alien, then that's all we need. And fuck it. And plus, if he yeah. wants to go James Cameron with this and make four that's more movies, thing. He, I whatever. Think, I think if it's because Ridley money, Scott wants so many movies. He's like, I can put out 15 of these guys, and that's 15 movies you'll make money on. And like, yeah, that sounds good. And his promise is like, the next one's going to be huge. Jesus, fuck you. Because yeah. yeah. I think here's the thing that he's going to do is the the engineer quote unquote planet that gets destroyed in this movie is just some assholes who aren't the engineers. And of course the, they aren't engineers. The engineers uh-huh. the, the true engineers back in and there will be some I don't know. You guys are talking about exactly, shit that I That is exactly seen. how Prometheus ends. Yeah. So you're basically I, like right. now we're going to go to the engineer planet. So we're we're back to square one which leads right. me back to my point. Why does this movie exist? I don't know. Exactly. Because it's it serves as a reboot to a franchise, all the Star Wars, all the Star Trek, all the everything. It's Wait, member berries like, times a trillion, right? Even, even you guys talking about it gives you zero shits to like care or want right. to watch this. Sure. Like, who cares about this mythology that much? Well, well and that's, but here's the, the problem. The other thing is, okay, it's the yeah, mythology yeah. is boring now because it's it's been twisted into this. It's really been farted stupid, up. Thing. Well, I, listen. Did you guys care about the Jedi's in Phantom Menace? I keep, I hate to do the Star Wars thing, but it, it this is a prequel, uh, so it's gonna it it and it's in space, so it's it, there's similarities. You didn't give a fuck about Ewan McGregor and uh, you know Schindler in the first movie because they had no fucking personalities, and mm-hmm. there is no human element, just like Prometheus. No characters likable, and no characters survive. So the only they don't through give you, line but they is, don't give is you, they the don't, android. So the android is your uh, in. The android is the person the you're rooting for. who despises humanity. Yes, it's exactly. Your, and frankly, that's that the only in. thing I give a shit about. Because no, I'm I mean, fine I, with an android being awful to humans. I go, okay, I, I admire the only thing this franchise has now. I right? admire the nihilism of it to a certain extent. A little but, bit. But that, it doesn't make for an enjoyable movie. No. Like, trust me, I'm all for, like, Calling humanity out on our, our crappiness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But do you want to see that to, three you times? Do you want to see that in three separate fucking movies? No, you do no, that you, once. You go to a movie to, like, um, an experience, like to experience life in somebody else's shoes that you might not experience ever. You know? And, like, um, and yeah, now you sounds. experience life as a Nazi robot. Did I? It doesn't even sound like he was the main character. He, he, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure who you would count as a protagonist in this movie he, by the way you guys describe he, it. Well, he, he definitely is, is, which makes the beginning is. of the movie and the end of the movie yeah. more frustrating because you're like, uh, I don't give a shit. Like, this was all for naught. Because all the humans are tacked on as yes. re- as member bearers. Afterthoughts. Remember this um, Ripley-esque character? Here's the Waterston chick being the Ripley-esque character. Remember Dallas or whatever, some dude? Here's uh, Eastbound and Down. Right. You love him, right? But at its heart, it's about David. And, and that's the David movie, I feel like that's the movie he wanted to tell with Prometheus as well. It's just like, he's like, okay, I'll fix it so that we get more idiots in the seats. That's well, it. He, it sounds he like got the most off and, uh, and that happened, and yeah, they can't recover, so they're just perpetually spinning towards something new and i think this movie will make enough money yes, to make the next it one. definitely will and it'll make the next movie and uh, it's just like he's in james cameron territory where it's like are you gonna make two more movies or five right 
or until you die and then they go, what do we do? You know, that's where it's at. So I hate this movie now more after talking about it. <laughs> it was pretty. Was it pretty? Uh, no. And I, I want to say that the, the spaceship I thought was pretty, but the the interiors no on the planet shot. were dreary uh, and not even like interesting because there was no yeah. advanced alien technology. First, let's let's talk about this. So, Wait, okay, all right, real quick. We don't think because these is, were not the engineer planet, right? I that's think that's it. the thing. That's it, and so, that's what his next reveal is in the next movie. So we uh, were Joe Schmoes that were created by the engineers that kind of looked like the engineers. Yeah, and you go, oh my god, we're gonna keep rolling. So when hey, Eric, Eric, what would be your fan fiction alien movie? Oh, <laughs> oh here we go. It's a great question, just know. not for right now. God, because <laughs> okay, yeah. Because I don't want more alien and horror movie shit. I've seen it. I don't need that. So what Prometheus promised, I'm more interested in, right? I'm interested in going in another direction. Me too. What that means, I don't have a fucking clue. Because the problem with Prometheus was they gave away everything that you were going to see at the end in the opening credits. You can make it like a fantastic planet. Remember that uh, French animated movie? We're like, yeah, you're like a fucking the, move. Yeah. The yeah. human beings are like pets. Like Shaw could uh -huh. have gone to the engineer planet and been like treated like a pet. And we could have seen this weird like thing play out, like just learn more about the engineers. That to me would have been preferable to what we got. Yeah, really Jeff, what would it, what, Jeff, what would you have done? Uh, are you talking about? Not, make any or, not that you yeah. had to clean it up like but Prometheus if you had like too. carte blanche if you had the carte blanche like what would be your like elevator pitch for an uh, alien movie any alien movie or continuing from prometheus any any alien movie well no, i think it's important to say pre-prometheus what would you have done no, i think that's I say even with this prometheus okay shit. okay i don't know i'd have to think about it but I definitely yeah. think that... Way like, to fucking going derail to tied, the podcast, Snacks. If it's going to be tied to <laughs> the Alien universe, I'd want to see it move in another direction, not yeah. be pandering, but also not yeah. be boring um, and faux philosophical, which I feel like the last two movies have been. Yeah, I don't mind the I philosophy guys... as long as it has a, uh, a cohesive plot. Like, you can discuss philosophy, that's fine. I, I just feel like the characters aren't likable again, which is a problem. They're more likable and they're less stupid, but still, they're not what you would consider, like, acceptable, I would say. You guys sold me on the alien world. Why doesn't it just get bigger? Yeah. Like, world war alien. Uh, like, fuck it. I don't know. That sounds like um, people that wrote um, treatments for the alien or aliens sequel and it was just like bullshit with like oh there will be 10 power loaders versus 10 queens you know and it's just like making it bigger isn't more interesting I so know. i don't speaking, know i don't speaking know of the alien queen um does this yeah. movie basically negate the alien yeah because all of a sudden david right. has a whole bunch of eggs and you go how did those happen right right all right so it's very convenient all right so clumsy all right yeah. so this is the biggest like crazy slash this sounds like the dumbest theory in the world but then when you think about it it makes all the sense in the world and it makes you hate the movie even more so the original the original theory is uh, it, i don't think i'm ever guess gonna what? watch it guess what okay so <laughs> the original theory is is david the original pilot in the alien movie you know the guy in the spacesuit that doesn't That's make dumb. any sense 
But That's when dumb. you think about it, it can't. David is going to give birth to what we think of as the final version of the Xenomorph. Because right. the final version of the Xenomorph has biomechanical elements to it, and it's been right. talked about specifically that the aliens have been organic completely up to now, all these proto-aliens. Well, that's, that's what I've been waiting for for a while. Right. Um, and, I mean, it kind of makes sense, but also I I feel like I hate it even more because that just ties the alien origins to humanity too closely, right. to the synthetics too closely. So it's not alien anymore, is it? Not really. Well, the second you do prequels, you're taking a shit on the alien aspect, right? The second there's a Prometheus. I don't think you have uh, to. Though. Yeah, you do. No, if you're gonna make, no, you don't. How are, how are you going to make how many minutes of footage for th- to one to five prequel movies without shitting all over where well, we'll the see, alien no, we'll came see, from? Well, first right? of all, Eric, my, my, Eric my, my, my problem with that is it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't matter that it's a prequel. Like the time that it happened compared to when the first alien movie doesn't matter. No, it, it's the fact that I don't need to know the origin of wolves. I don't need to know the origins of bears. Oh, I agree. Bears but are fucking second... scary. Snakes are fucking scary. Oh, I, don't I agree. Need to know how a snake came to existence. You know, but the second there's going to be four or five prequels to how a bear came about, you're going to ruin there, it. Why are there that many? Yeah, like, exactly. I don't uh, because he's it's cynical money. Because he's so old, he's like Harrison Ford going, uh, "I'll be Indiana Jones till I die." Or it's it's the same shit. There's it. nothing artistic about it. It's just like an acceptance. It's 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 William Shatner going, "Okay, fine, I'm Kirk. Fuck it." And I think that's all that's happening, right? They're that's if we really get down to it. It's just an artist going, "Okay, fine." I'm okay with with being what I'm remembered for. Right. Yeah. yeah and, he, comes and, on gonna, and I'm close to death, and so I want to keep creating. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, yeah, old man. That's like, you'll make is. us money. Do whatever yeah. you want, old man." It's, it's not even about money. It's just like, no, it is. I'm close to no. I I don't think it is for Ridley Scott. If this movie I wasn't think, profitable, I think he's they looking not, at his mortality. Yeah, yeah, for him maybe. But for but he for the puts, studio, if these movies didn't make money, they would be just like, "Shut up, you crazy old fuck." Okay, okay, but what it is? Okay, if we were like, if we really want to get into it, I think it's Ridley Scott looking at his mortality and the David character, like Jeff. That that's what you were talking about with the synthetic. I think it's him looking at the reason for living, all that shit, plus a studio and executive saying we need this, that, the other thing. I think it's a compromise, but it's also a dude going, I'm looking at the end of my existence and I'm going to keep making this shit. I think that's all it is. And we'll get some movies from it. But beyond that, uh, we can argue about why they're important. But I think it's just an artist at the end of the day facing his own mortality. I think he's well, facing he, his well, own uh, lack of ingenuity and into like intuition. Like, but what do you what do you want him to do? What go what, what, away? What are we going to <laughs> go Jesus. away and give somebody else a fucking Jesus, chance? Dave. No, but I'm that, serious. I am absolutely is, serious. Every this is the conversation. It the, is. This is the conversation. If I I understand you have a, you make a good point, Eric. He's he's. He's forcing himself. Like I said, he pushed out Blombach, but the reason why Aliens was so much or, or was good too is because you were allowed to have somebody else take another crack at it. And even Fincher's disaster, he did a great job for what he was given. 
Alien right. 3 is a different movie and it stares on stands on its own goddamn two feet. Even the crazy fucking resurrection uh, or whatever whatever it was called. It was an alien. Is that the is that the pirate alien one? Yeah, that was yeah. the that was the Joss Whedon. But Ripley is a clone. Right. Oh, that Even one that, makes the tits. That was it's that way did in the future. Suck. It's stupid. She she makes a basket behind her head. Yeah. That movie with yeah. Ron Perlman. But yeah. at least that was different and interesting. Now we have just so much retreading. I hate it. He's he's not creatively bankrupt. I think he is because he's just, he wants to tell a story, but he's not going to write it. He's not a writer. Well, I mean, it's like, <laughs> he wants to tell a story, know. but he's like, Hey, you guys figure out the details. I'm going to make it look like, pretty. But like, what do you want to get from Paul McCartney? Right. What do you want to get from I want to get an guys? autograph and I then, I don't want to talk to him anymore. <laughs> right. But what I'm saying is these guys that created that happened to, uh, touch us, as humans oh, and God. make some piece of art right once upon a time and and for them as artists way back when they went oh i don't want to retread on this i don't want to retread and inevitably as a person gets older and faces they their end mortality up in Vegas and they end up they go, I, don't, I don't i don't i don't i don't fault really scott for being an artist and wanted to make shit yeah i fault the studio for putting him like forcing him to make shit that I he doesn't agree. want to well make. He he had this idea like 15 years ago. I think the last podcast we talked about this. And I remember reading in some shitty geek magazine how he was like, where do the alien where what's about this space jockey? He was talking about the shit way back when. Right. Agreed. And uh, probably pretty closely after Alien Resurrection. And I just think, uh, I don't know. It's like. Artists happen to hit on something. It really hits. Here's, it resonates. Thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what the weird gonna do? thing and defend the studio a little bit, and and, you and, and not Jeff, shame on spot. you. Here's, shame hang on, on a you. second. So Don't in the defend. original Alien, in the original Alien, look, he had some ideas that were quite frankly pretty, pretty stupid. Um, mm-hmm. Like, for example, like the crab walk. Like, huh? The crab walk. Well, Is that the Exorcist. <laughs> no, no. That, there's Alien did a crab walk. Sorry to interrupt, Jeff. Keep talking. The fact okay, that the, alien, the aliens would like you know cocoon the, the people that it would it would near right. kill or kill that they would mm-hmm. face hug and then they would they would morph back into eggs. Mm-hmm. Are you guys aware of this? Like, Dallas no. yeah. about or, or it was it was uh what's his name the other dude the really trashy Brand, dude Harry Dean Stanton Brent yeah. yeah. was turned into an egg and Dallas was going to. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, have a face hugger jump right. Essentially, thankfully, thankfully right. this is stuff that they cut um, because it's sure. really not. It, it's just silly, I think. It's not All needed right. in that movie. But like, I feel like Scott gets a lot of credit for being a very visionary director, and I think he's got. I think he had maybe two movies in him. And Ooh, I, honestly, what are the two movies? Alien and Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. Of course, you're a Blade Runner fan, Jeff. We know. But the but other like, movie he's gone back to, right? Well, isn't he? He's going Which back to, to both my, movies. Yeah, no, he's not directing that new Blade Runner. He's, he's producing, producing, right? Producing it. Whatever. He's, he's got a finger it, in it. It's it's Vegas. These it's his, yeah. this is Vegas, yeah. guys. Dave, he's doing the fingering. Yeah, I'll do. The, you guys lay back. I'll do the fingering. <laughs> you blow. I'll do the fingering. Just watch. So yeah. I think that I think that like they're giving. I think they gave Scott carte blanche with Prometheus. Like I like the studio did interfere a little bit. Like if you talk to Lindelof, they'll he, he'll complain about how both Scott and the studio kind of 
tampered some of what he wanted to do and what his suggestions were. Um, and so it just it starts no, to fuck feel you, like writer. What do you just fucking yeah, write exactly. and shut up? It just but also to feel the like dude that many... did Lost. So was Lindelof going to yeah. go in a great direction? He's also, he's also the guy I that's writing the best TV. The he's also the guy that's writing the best TV show on TV right now. So. Yeah, with a bunch of questions with no answers. Wait, family that's feud? He's good right. for right? <laughs> the family feud. We're talking crashing on over. HBO. Back to the leftovers. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Oh, it's a leftovers. You like the leftovers now? Okay. I hated the first season. Yeah. The second and the third. Yeah, we talked about this, Jeff. I quit the first season, and you said the second season got better. Uh, I'll have to take your word for it. So the third season's even better. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, I the 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 problem with Prometheus is I think there's too many cooks in the Mm. chefs chefs cooking up. You've got Mm. Scott's ideas. You got the writers. You got the studio being like, we want it to be more like an alien movie. It just becomes. Like out of like it's a complete mess. It's a lukewarm turd. Covenant is no different. It's the same fucking yeah, thing. I agree. Covenant is like way I want to do the things that I'm interested in, and the studio is like, well, we want it to be more like an alien movie. Yeah, and so he tries to find this happy medium, and there is no happy medium. I, I would agree with both mess. of you because I think I think you're right. He's trying to find a happy medium again, but I agree with uh, Eric. It's worse because there's so much alien in this. It's so much retread of. An alien boring. movie. I mean, when, they bring the soundtrack from Alien in. Right. Like the the final cut is such a jerk off to Alien. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, even it's, with the airlock and everything, if it's just, doo, it's just incredibly doo, doo, boring. Wow, I can't remember the goddamn music, but it, it's absolutely. It's hey, member. It's member berries up the ass. It's that's South Park's take on nostalgia. It's oh. member berries up the ass. It is. Yeah, it's it's true. And so for me, I go like whatever they wanted to do with Prometheus, it was abandoned. And they said, OK, what do audiences want for Covenant? And so now I go, OK, they're they're on the trajectory but does anyone believe in this trajectory? No, I don't think so. Nobody, because it's it, it, it's a monument to compromise. Like yeah. every goddamn reboot franchise ever. So I think so we might more get Star Wars movies. Probably not, because are just gonna jerk off the old movies and make the heroes losers? Yeah, probably. Maybe I don't know. I feel like we have there's there's good <laughs> alien movies. It. There's right. alien movies that could be made. And I just feel like it's going to be a long way off what now. Gonna do? So for me, I look and I go, okay, fine. And a creepy ass android that has no human morals is going to move forward. For me, I go, okay, fine. That's better than a hundred percent retread, whatever. Fuck it. Which is why I, I think, think this was worse than in, the first one. Because... I think they're going to bring in the engineers, the like proper quote unquote engineers, and we're going to learn that this where, planet. Where is this theory that there's another? Yeah. He's these making are, these are the dummy engineers. Like, what all right, is all right, that let's stop. all right, wait, Eric, give me that one is... second. Eric, let me do okay. this. All right, <laughs> please. All right, so when when the the donut comes to the planet, the entire city comes out to greet them. Mm-hmm. If this like was the, working the ship, yeah. If exactly, if this yeah. was if this was a, a, a civilization that's capable of space flight 
2,000 years ago, which is when the people from the Promethean, uh, the aliens in Promethean, the, the engineers died. They died 2,000 years ago. If so, these are the engineers that started life on Earth four billion years ago, why do they look like scumbags? Or why would and, they be worshipping a single ship coming coming back? Exactly. All right. So, so basically you guys are giving a poorly made movie way too much credit oh, by no, reading I into a poorly made scene. I'm not... That, like, I'm not giving it credit, but I think that's where Ridley Scott's going. I think so too, because I think we will yeah. see that. I think we will see the engineers again because he has to get back to that fucking room in LV four twenty six, the the juggernaut that's there, where you, alien happens. Somehow, do you, you want to? Do you want him? No, to? I absolutely well, do not want to. I'm how telling you it? what I think he's going to do. How is this he is going to do that? I guarantee it. If he's so, going to do one okay. or. three more movies so so let me let me just ask you this if this is what we're talking about are you telling me because this is really the only way that make, it makes sense are you telling me that one of the engineer ships crash lands on a planet the prometheus crew finds it david engineers the alien race they go find the real engineers and then or they find another engineer ship and the fate and that and then they that's like the there's a million you know. ways this can happen let me let me give you my thoughts they get to wherever oregon trail five uh the alien <laughs> breaks out the engineers show up one of them gets infected tries to take off uh he's halfway to whatever he gets just chest bursted and he crashes the one alien that kills him is a queen i guess and lays all the eggs that's it or maybe, or maybe David just plants all the eggs there since he can do that. Apparently. You're right. That, sure. This, yeah, this shit's right. stupid, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really okay, dumb. so here's the thing. I'm not saying it's not batshit stupid, right? I don't think either of us are. But what I'm saying is I think this is where they're going with it. Yeah, exactly. We don't yeah, agree maybe, with any I of just, this. I, I just think, feel like the farther they push it in this direction, the worse it gets. So yes. Ridley Scott, if you listen to interviews, he's like, the next movie's gonna be a doozy. But and he you're said, like, that's, that's exactly okay. what he said about, he said this, about this movie. He said, like, oh, it's yeah. going to really creep you out and really scare you. You don't know what scares me, old man. Go back to your home. <laughs> well, so this one says it's creepy. The Just next one he says autog- like, <laughs> autograph is, this picture. Uh, is, is a doozy uh, scale-wise, I think. The next movie he's going to... This movie was going to be Shaw and David finding the engineer's planet? I think so. Like yeah. after Prometheus, that's what he said that this one's going to be about. Yeah, I think I he abandons that, and it's. At, at, I think yeah, this planet was Snaggletooth idiots. <laughs> Why? I don't know what that means. I think that's what where they put that That's where they put all the rednecks, basically. It, it's, oh, the, right. it's the redneck inventions it's from deliverance. No, yeah. all right. So <laughs> they let's, just didn't let's... hate them as much as they hated Earth. Let's wrap right? this movie. So let's wrap this up. So I'm going to go around. <laughs> Uh, let's start with you, Snacks. How much did you hate this movie on a scale of 0 to 5 and 0.5 increments? Not seen it. How Not seen it. Give us it. your review of what well, we told you. From what you boys told me, it sounds like the murder scene in the first half an hour is spectacular. Yes, it is. When people are slipping on gore and whatnot. Yeah, right. Um, the rest of it sounds so convoluted. I have nobody to root for, and I don't particularly give a shit about the aliens mythos. Mm-hmm. So... I, I I would give it. Uh, what, I was supposed to rank this. Yeah, 
Out of 10 or out of, out of 10 on no. a five point scale, 0.5 increments. God damn it. We go over this every time. <laughs> so 0.5, is that good? Is that good for you? I don't know. I, I don't think I'll ever watch it. Is that a zero? <laughs> no, I because you said you enjoyed us telling you about that one scene. So you can't make it a zero. Okay. I'll, I'll get, I'll give it a two. Wow. That's huge. All right. Uh, for, what, what, what is it? One to 10? It's one, it's 10 <laughs> increments. On a five point scale, so you have point fives. Oh, one zero, to five. point five. One to five. One point five. Two, two oh. point five, three. I'll give it a one. I'll give it a one then. Okay, great. Uh, one out of five. Okay. Um Jeff scale let's hear from sucks. You. you can make uh, you, I was you can just gonna give it a one, but then I remembered about burning James Franco, so I'll give it a one point five. <laughs> so I give it a four point five out of five. <laughs> one one point five. Burning James Franco bumps it up a point five. I think. Okay, Rico. That does sound hilarious. Um, I think this movie is half something, half farts. I'll give it a three out of five. Okay, that's by far the highest. I'm gonna go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm gonna go one point five. I was gonna give it a two, but talking about it made me even more angry. <laughs> what, what are we gonna watch next week? Oh uh, yeah, um, guys! I oh, do don't say do Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> no, 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 I thought I thought maybe we could watch movies, uh, you know, on demand. Yeah, so we don't want. To so snacks, yeah, snacks has an idea. I think this is a good idea. You guys may be up for it, may not. We'll just do a book club, but instead of reading books, which takes brain power, we're gonna just watch a movie, and it can be a movie <laughs> that's a classic, like Predator. Or it can just be movies on Netflix we've always wanted to watch but never had the time to, and now we're making an excuse to do it. Like, we make an excuse to talk to each other as friends. Yeah. And we can, talk like, to rotate. any of you guys <laughs> as friends outside of doing a podcast for months, so. <laughs> I can't wait to expose you sh- fuckers to terrible shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we're all going to well, regret this. But we already have a precedent <laughs> that you maybe don't have to watch the movie. Yeah, that's podcast, absolutely so. true. Oh. I think that makes it funner. Okay, like, one yeah. person, one person. Just one person. Other podcasts I do. Person if you show up and nobody watches the fucking the movie. That's right. the way the dollop works. You ever heard the Sell dollop? it to me. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, God. <laughs> We have to do. Anyways, to do go watch David Finger himself. I want to. I want to do irreversible until, like, I don't know. My That's mom my three all out of five. All right, guys. We I do like be... when I do like when Walter gets stabbed in the neck with a flute. He just immediately does the panpipe pose. Like right. how is like, you know what I mean? No. You do get milk at that moment. He he does oh, like Chris, cool. he does crisscross applesauce. And it's, it feels like it's a reference to him like playing the pipe in that position. Crisscross will make you. I, I didn't sleep. get that. I guess I have to see it again. I'm not going to, so I'll yeah. take your word for it. Yeah. All right, guys. A- well, we might be back for another movie. Um, <laughs> I'll let you know. Just check. Just subscribe. Leave a podcast uh, rating and re- review. Oh, uh, let's plugs. Uh, Jeff, plug. Plug your podcast, Jeff. I've got a show called Greater Boston. It's a speculative fiction audio drama set in an alt-world Boston where weird things happen like part of the subway system is its own city. And you guys nice. reached a milestone recently, right? Yeah, we've got 100,000 downloads. That's awesome. 100,000. That's, awesome. That's great. That is fucking awesome, man. Thanks. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. All right. Uh, um, Rico, plug your stuff. <laughs> uh, okay. So I have a thing that I uh, – the the reality needs to match the concept, which is 
Kylo Ren reviews rom-coms. And Smoking Hot Nerds is the other podcast, which I'll talk about Alien Covenant tomorrow. Oh, I'm actually going to look forward to that. (laughs) I I am talking about Alien Covenant with two podcasts in a week. So there you go. I hope you have plenty of alcohol in hand. And snacks. Uh, it's not East Coast oh, acid, yeah. so oh, 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 it will oh, be oh. much calmer. <laughs> Snacks, you want to plug something you're not even associated with? I'll, I'll, no, I'll, I'll plug I'll plug uh, Apocalypse Polakowitz, the Tumblr page. Mm. Okay, so give me the, some fucking followers. What's the URL? Is it Tumblr dot com slash Apocalypse Polakowitz? I don't know. Good luck spelling any of that. Just, Just Google, Google search. <laughs> yeah, Google search. Are you Polish? <laughs> You'll figure it out. If, yeah. not, <laughs> if you're Polish, you. you got this. I don't know. If you're not already following me, friends and family, uh, follow me. Excellent. Yeah. And I'll push uh, the podcast uh, Ashamed of Thrones, which is still going on, unfortunately. Uh, we are doing an entire <laughs> show rewatch, and we're almost to the bitter end. And hopefully we'll catch just up with Just in time for the season premiere? Yeah, just in time, yeah. which will be in a couple months here. Uh, so thank you guys for joining me. Uh, I do want to watch movies with you guys and talk about them. I don't think this is going to be a weekly podcast. I think it's going to be every once in a while. So just subscribe yeah. and it'll end up in your, um, in your box. I enjoy it. I don't care if they get published. Yeah, Whatever. Exactly. Uh, guys, just lay back. I'll do all the fingering. Uh, <laughs> just, blow. Else. just blow. <laughs> all right, guys. Yeah, thanks for joining me. I was waiting for the me. point where they asked that we asked them to pick the flute up and go, oh shit, you don't have a hand. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> I know it never happened. Yeah. It never happened. It's no. such an opportunity. Oh. This opportunity. You lost a hand because you cared about a human <laughs> idiot. Or or he should have what been like once once Walter's done playing, he should have been let me give you a hand. Or like <laughs> round of applause. I don't know. Uh, just one handed like clap. Right. Yeah. Alright guys, thanks for joining us. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Alien Covenant was a fine movie because it enforced strong morals. Having sex resulted in immediate death, and that's very important to promote. And it's obvious that the original name was Aliens Lost Paradise because the whole movie is basically just about sin and creation and killing your creator and killing your creations. And that's kind of weird. But the most important thing is that, you know, that they kill people right after sex. And that's never been done before, so I appreciate that.